What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Awkward Throw Clear with Aaron Chalupa? This is episode 8. Aaron Chalupa interviews his buddy Noah. Let me see if I can get this right. Noah HL54C Stevens. And they sit down, they wrap it up, they talk about their rookie year on the force, all those great things. It's a long one, so prep down, gear down, get ready to do it. Um, I actually had a good time with Aaron Chalupa chatting about podcasting life and all the crazy things going on in his life. He's a man with many talents and many plans. I'm excited to see what happens and unfolds. That being said, let's get into this episode. It is a long one. I'll try to keep this ramble on the short side. I love you guys. Please support the podcast any way possible. Check out our Facebook page. Check out some of our sponsors. If you check out our Facebook page and see the Virage Sale link, please click through that link and we will get a small kickback from that. On top of all that, Superior Finished Painting Co., 289-979-9000, and of course, 2020 Print Media. We got something new and fresh coming from them. I can't wait to debut it. 905-609-7979. All right, I love your faces, and thank you for checking in. <clears throat> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the... Au- the... <clears throat> the Awkward Throat Clear. Now, here's your host, Aaron Chalupa. <laughs> All right, how's it going there? Not after 30 podcast listeners. This is Aaron Chalupa, the Chalupa Cabra. <laughs> We're here in beautiful Zama City oh, along yeah. the airstrip. Got our A-star waiting for us. Zama Zama. If we're going to get a fire today, we're, we're told not to. Light on a fire might be too dangerous, so it's dry. Dry and windy. Yeah, they told us this morning, just don't do anything today. <laughs> Just watch. Just, just observe. Just observe. Observe and, re- and report. So we're kind of turning into Reporters. mall cops. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, yeah, the other voice you're probably wondering about. This is uh, Noah Stevens. He's the rookie of our crew, HL54 Charlie. Yeah. Say hi, Noah. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> it's kind of, I always find it, I always find it weird because like we're always like greeting people and telling them this and that and like, how's it going? But like they're yeah, never, never going to answer back, right? So it's kind of well, funny that get, way. You should get Twitter, and then you can... Yeah. Oh, fuck. The tweeter. Then they can give you recommendations. That's, that's one social media app I have not downloaded on my phone at all. I even uninstalled it on my phone. because I kind of like a newspaper, though. I don't ever use it. Well, it's just like Facebook is like Instagram and Twitter, and then Facebook is Facebook, and then Instagram is just Instagram. You know, like I like Instagram because like, there's none of that bullshit politics stuff and arguing and stupid comments sometimes on instagram you're saying well there are some comments because yeah, you can comment no, on the pictures and whatnot but it, it, it spurs like a typical photo of you just doing something doesn't really spur an argument like on facebook where you'd have some kind of yeah. video or something like that and oh, everyone's just freaking classic out classic facebook fights <laughs> yeah. oh my god evolution ah, evolution isn't real or flat earth theorists and everything you don't see a whole lot of flat earth theorists on instagram so the only ones I can I can think of really are that show up on my um, suggested for you or like vegan ideas and stuff, and I'm just like, uh, who, who? Instagram's crazy now though that it's like so much more videos than it used to be. It used to be just pictures, and now it's like live videos, kind of Snapchat, and yeah. Stuff. It's like cho- totally changed what it used to be. Yeah, no, oh, it's fucking, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Well, this is uh, the awkward throat clear. I'm not sure if you ever knew that with the title of my podcast, but it's a sub series, the awkward throat clear. 
But the whole idea of it was like I was trying to do something like Zach Galifianakis with like uh, between two ferns. Yeah, so I was like, oh, fuck, everyone just clears their throat. It's so awkward, right? That's a ridiculous thing. I don't even know what that is. TV show? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know if it's an actual TV it's show. It's on YouTube. But, but that it's, is, yeah, that's, that's the only insane. time I see it is that it's always on there. I think he had Hillary Clinton on. And he's had some like real interesting Obama's people. Obama's been on that. It was all Obama oh, yeah. too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right on. So... Yeah, that was the whole thing. I was like, I don't know. I didn't think this was going to be too serious of a thing, so I just wanted to kind of have a, a lightened mood title, not like, you know, Chalupa Talks or something like that. I'm like, what the I hell? I thought this is not about beer. I thought yours was the beer. No, 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 no. <laughs> that, was, that was the beer occasion. That's what got me onto the scene with okay. uh, yeah, Anthony and John. They, they hosted beer occasion, and then I was the guest all the time because I had the beer knowledge. And then after a while, they're... Anthony, you know, he's going to have a kid. He's like, oh, I'm not going to be able to pull the podcast like I used to, so do you want to have your own sub-series? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. So now I'm just interview- interviewing pretty much all my friends or anyone that I find worthy, you know. So I'm worthy. Yes, the rookie is worthy <laughs> after the end of the season. So it's kind of funny. Um, the first real shift that I had with Noah was uh, in Zama, and then this is pretty much the, the wrap-up for Noah's season. Him, uh, the other guy in our crew, Rowan, and then our crew leader, Kevin, are all finishing up this year to go back to school. So it's kind of fitting that we go back to where it all began. It's come full circle. It's come full circle, exactly. <laughs> four days in Zama at the beginning, four days in Zama <laughs> yeah. at the end. It's just <laughs> the, the weirdest, like, lightest shift. It's like, you're going to Zama. Aw. But for four days. I can only handle four days of whatever last night's dinner was. Oh, God. You want to describe it? <laughs> It was how many meats? Five different types of meats, three different types of chicken wings, and oh my! Probably yeah. a pound of matzo sticks. sticks. Yeah, and then two. They were potatoes. We got it. We got it. We got a breaded piece of chicken. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah, and then like a pizza sub. Yeah, cut in half. Pizza sub. Oh, it's just pros- processed, greasy junk food dinner. Like nothing even close no, to a vegetable. No, no vegetables <laughs> there at all. We had we had some potato skins. Those weren't that great, but cool. uh, yeah, no, like it's just they don't leave the. Like, this is this we're talking about Neralta. I don't mind blasting Neralta. <laughs> just throw them under the bus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's it's a it's a rigor camp kind of thing, and yeah, no, we, so we stay there, which is nice because we get our own private rooms and we share a bathroom with trans, uh, our roommate, which uh, it's really the the one who has a private room across the hall from us, which would be, uh, you know, a member in your crew, so it's not that. You know, it's weird. The worst thing. It's no, just like I can't handle more than a few days. No, no. It's just the food is really questionable when it comes to dinner time because we always show up late because we're busy, you know, throughout the day, and so we show up and there's no veggies, there's no uh, fruit unless it's included in the di- included in the dinner, which would be probably corn or potatoes, which really aren't. You might get scurvy if you were here for a whole show. I think you might. <laughs> You'd have to have your fruits and veggies in the morning for sure because they do have apples and they have cut up fruit, which is good. But it's just the dinner. Like I was like, I couldn't eat that much. And then there's always, you know, self-serve ice cream too, which is always uh, <laughs> just a terrible thing to have around a bunch of, you know, firefighters. And not to mention uh, one of them has uh, lactose intolerance series. <laughs> so if he doesn't take it, then he has pretty farty. So throwing the leader under the bus. Oh, man. So uh, before we get into too much stuff about how the summer's been and this and that and whatnot, I got kind of a series of questions here. Great transition from farts. Yeah, farts. <laughs> yeah, you always got to talk about farts or poop. You know, you you listen to the Jane Dan podcast; they always mention poop oh, pretty yeah. much. Uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself there, Noah. Where you're from? Uh, you're going to school, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I am from Ontario, so a little ways from home out here in Zam City. <laughs> Just a little <laughs> bit. Uh, Huntsville, Ontario. 
right in Muskoka, a good place to grow up. Uh, going into my last year, uh, University of Carleton, doing criminology. So, yeah, pretty neat. Yeah, it was pretty pretty good years. It was what uh, two year program, four year? Four. Four, right yeah. on. Yeah, four years. That's a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to learn how to be on, live on my own. It was good. It's a good experience. University is a good place to like grow up, mm-hmm. figure it out. Well, you gotta learn how not to grow up too. You have certain roommates, and you're like, God, you guys are just animals. Oh man, some of them are. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So you're taking criminology, which is uh. You know, it might, might lead you towards RCMP or policing, and your dad did that, eh? Yeah, my dad actually did uh, criminology at Carleton as well. No kidding. Oh, yeah. Oh, so he's I, going in his footsteps. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was pretty pumped when uh, when I picked to go there as well. He he didn't really say anything. He told me, like, he always said I could do whatever I wanted, but I think he was pretty pumped that I went So there. you got to wait till you have a kid, and they go to they take criminology, and they go, like, Laurier or something. Like, oh, you're burning everything. I don't have oh, a son going, anymore. They're going to Carlton. They're going to Carlton <laughs> Crim. Yeah, just oh, like yeah. James Duthie. You're going gonna to make him play on the, the hockey team, too? Or? Oh, man, that'd be sweet. If I could, I wish I played varsity hockey. I don't know why you didn't try out. Maybe, maybe this year, to give it like, a little Should shot. Just, just, get, like, just, sh- just show up this last year. I was like, frick, why didn't you show up earlier? Oh, man, I'd love to had get, titles. I'd love to get a tryout. Like just even just to go for skate and see if I was even close. Oh, just <laughs> yeah. just do it, man. Just show up and just see what's going on. It's like, yeah. Just, what, do, what, do you, what do you what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose, honestly? Yeah. Exactly. That's why it'd be sweet just to just to go out for the skate, do the drills and see if you can if you have the foot speed and anything, just oh. to keep up. Man, like when I was a kid and I was in high school, I was eighteen in my last year, and you had to be eighteen to try out for the men's league team in Grimshaw. I never played hockey growing up at all, but I was always a big kid. When did you start? I didn't start. When did you learn to skate? I well, I knew how to skate. Like, yeah. like I, I could I could get around the ice. I didn't know how to skate. I still really don't know how to skate. <laughs> <laughs> I can only learn how to stop maybe when I was uh, 25, <laughs> 25 or something like that. I'm 28 now, maybe nice. 24. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like one of my buddies was making fun of me. He's like, "I'll teach you how to stop." I'm like, "All right," because usually what I did is just run to the boards or run into somebody. I gotta try and teach my girlfriend how to or, stop. Or or I do the or do the big toe drag. Like I drag my oh, skate yeah. blade behind <laughs> yeah. me just to slow down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I know. Like I I to the level of like a midget hockey player, they probably dance circles around me still. Uh, but w- when it came to you know skating, like I I've always been on a pair of skates when I was a kid. You know, yeah. So it was cheap. Most but, uh, Canadians have. Been. Yeah. My my parents would take me out skating or whatever and. They just killed part of the day or whatever. We go to the, the lake or something, and yeah, yeah. So uh, is there a rink in Grimshaw? Yeah, Probably. there's a yeah, there's a real big rink now. Really? Real big rink. Nice. Well, what happened with the rinks in Grimshaw is we had the one that I grew up with, uh, which was right next to uh, our elementary school, and that eventually got blew down, uh, blown down by uh, a tornado. Really? Yeah, we had a tornado went through town. <laughs> yeah, they called the straight line winds for insurance, but uh, like the insurance companies didn't want to call it a tornado, even though like there's all this footage about the you know the, the funnels coming down and shit, and like <laughs> the, the bleachers from the pool were thrown across town and shit. Like, it was fun. it was insane. So that got blown down. So then we got this uh, big charity event. A bunch of Oilers came up, like Rafi Torres and I think Jared Stoll and George Rock for sure. Nice. And it was a big charity event, and then we got a new rink and it built in the same spot. And I think it was like two years later. I see the uh, front page uh, in Moncton, New Brunswick, and they're having a pint. And it's like, Grimshaw Arena burns down. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, it burns down. And I was like, what? How is this in the front page of Moncton? <laughs> like, huh. Other side of the goddamn country. 
And yeah, yeah, it burnt down, and so they rebuilt it. Oh, and the second one, the one they rebuilt. Yeah, yeah, like two years later. Oh, it was a really nice arena too. That's terrible. <laughs> and then they rebuilt it again, and it's closer to the baseball diamonds. So uh, when you're driving out of town, like say you're going to Grand Prairie, so it's on the furthest south part of town. You look to the left, and it's this big multi-sportsplex kind of thing. Okay. There's like a running track in the upstairs, and there's a, huh. the rink at the bottom. I think there's another rink in it too. But yeah, it's just enormous, like multi-million dollar. That's right. I have no idea why we got that in they the town. They built one of those in Huntsville. They they called it like the G8 like conference center. But yeah, yeah. They just like claimed it as that, so they could yeah. just build a sick rink. Yeah, it's called the Grimshell Multiplex, as far as I know. I've never actually been inside the rink, you know, and it's been around for, God, like six years or something. Still haven't been to it in my hometown. Passed mm. through almost, you know, every two months or something. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was uh, where was I going on with this? Yeah, so when I was 18, I was, in, I was in grade 12. See, that's why I have my notes. This one's kind of jumped off of my notes. When I was uh, grade 12, I was 18. A bunch of my buddies that played midget, they were making fun of me. They're like, oh, you should try out for the Huskies. You should try out for the Huskies, which is a really weird men's league team there. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was thinking in my head, like in the back of my head, I'm like, maybe I should just like see what happens. Like, no, God, no. I would have got, I would have got my ass kicked. Like, cause it would have been fun. Cause in my size, all I would have been was, would have been like, you know, the goon or something like that. And I'm not that mean of a guy. And I didn't really know that much about hockey at all. You get targeted. People would, oh, people would just make fun of me. They'd just be like, nah, you're, you're fucking out of here. <laughs> like, you don't know how to fucking skate. You don't know how to shoot. You don't know how to do any of this shit. So I was like, ah, no, no. It would have been funny though. It would have been really funny just to have this kid that's never played organized hockey in his life to show up and try to play. Um, so yeah, your dad was a cop. What was it like to have a dad as a cop? Like my grandfather was a cop, but I never knew him and I'm looking into going to the policing force. So what was it like having your dad as a cop? Like just like on you all the time or what? No, he was super good about not bringing work home. Like he was mm -hmm. growing up. He was more of my coach than anything. Mm -hmm. he, he coached soccer. Like he, at one point he was coaching four soccer teams, like oh, yeah? my brother's house league team his rep team, my house league team, and mm -hmm. my rep team. <laughs> so he was driving back and forth from Toronto like every day to get back Holy for practice shit. and games and stuff. And that was that was pretty intense. But so yeah, he was working in Toronto at the time? Yeah, he, he's okay. always worked in Toronto okay. since we moved back to Ontario. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I was super grateful for that. That was like one of the things that uh, my parents talked about is that they wanted to live up north and have that type of life rather than city life. And mm -hmm. The sacrifice was obviously that my dad had to travel far for work, but way up north in Huntsville. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Compared to here, it's not far. Yeah. Yeah. But so yeah, a two-hour commute is pretty far down the highway. No, totally. Of course. K. Yeah, that's that's a huge commute, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon that's huge. Um, two hours from here still wouldn't get you to Dairy Queen. We figured out it was, it was Miracle Treat Day a little <laughs> while ago. So it, I always like making fun of people that come from Ontario when they come up here. And it's just like, oh, man, like I'm in northern Ontario. And it's like northern. Isn't like Thunder Bay like north? Like, oh, well, that's, <laughs> that's like the outskirts. That's north of the wall. So. Well, that's what, like the one thing that I've realized being out here all summer has put into perspective of how far things are. Like my drive from Huntsville to Ottawa is four hours. Like four hours here is nothing. That's no. like peanuts compared no. to like driving down to Edmonton. Like you got to go at least a full day of driving to yep. get anywhere from yeah, here. Any major city like Grand Prairie is um, just over, uh, just under five hours away. I think from high level. Yeah. So now um, when I go home, all the driving is going to be nothing. Like, yeah. <laughs> two hours from Toronto to back home is going to be nothing. Well, there's a lot of de there's like a lot more dead space up here too, where it's just trees oh, and nothing and yeah. telephone lines. And then in T Toronto, 
or in Ontario area, like Southern Ontario, you're going to be like, at least you have structures. Like every 10 kilometers, there's a structure of some sort. Oh yeah. Sort. Like the highway 11 from like my town to Toronto, I could probably like draw the whole thing. Like I know every turn, like I know exactly <laughs> yeah. where, I, like it's just like, you know, have landmarks the whole way up here. It's just like dead straight roads yeah. and there's nothing. Like mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to figure out where I was. I've only done that drive a couple times. Yeah. Though, so well, it was crazy when I drove along the Atlantic seaboard, I was driving from uh, New Brunswick all the way down to Florida and going from Boston to New York and even beyond, it was just like concrete jungle. Like there was like, I was like, I've never seen this before. It was like city and city and city suburbs. and city and city. Yeah. It just never it was, ends. No, like not yeah. even suburbs, but like just, you know, not, I wouldn't say the skyline because that's more of a downtown area, but it's just so many buildings, so many turnoffs like, and there would be things there. Like, yeah, it's like the states that has there's nowhere in Canada that you can do that. people, right? We are, we're 30. I can't remember like, how many people are in the states, but it's a, it's a real, real large number. Uh, like a hundred times bigger than us. Yeah, practically. So people just jammed everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's more people in California than Canada, so yeah. that's that's pretty ridiculous. They don't have water there. <laughs> they don't have any water there. <laughs> uh, you're mentioning that you uh, your parents moved. Uh, you, you guys moved to Ontario. Where did you uh, live beforehand? Before Huntsville. Uh, before Huntsville was Fort Nelson, so that's like... British Columbia? Yeah, British Columbia. So that's pretty much uh, same northernness as high level. It's like yeah, straight it's across. It's pretty much straight across from Rainbow Lake and high level, yeah. Yeah, which is pretty cool to be back way up here again. Um, and then before that was Seashell. That's where I was born, right on the coast. You mm -hmm. can get there by ferry right from on. Vancouver. Yeah. So yeah, those are the two places I've lived previous to Huntsville. Huntsville, I've lived there since 2001 yeah so quite a while have you gone back there at all uh we went back in 2010 i think mm. i would have been in grade 10 and we did a little tour around went to seashell and did whistler and stuff it was in the summer mm. um yeah it was super cool that was the first and only time i've been back oh yeah since then yeah, oh, yeah. i'd love too, to go back too bad we never got an export out to bc eh? that would have been super cool <laughs> you could have said uh hello yeah, yeah. Uh, to give everyone a, a little bit more, because uh, this is a international podcast. We got oh, we really? have listeners from Europe and Asia and South America and stuff. Yeah, oh. so when, when we talk about uh, little places and stuff, we'll have to be a bit more specific. But uh, yeah, with Zama City, we say Zama City. It's actually called that on the map, but it is nowhere near that of a city. There's it's probably, not even close to a village. There's probably sixty-four people here. I would say <laughs> under. Well, guessing the over under for sixty, I would say under. Yeah, yeah. So. It, at one point, it used to be a city, if I remember the history correctly. Like back in the, the fifties to seventies, there was quite the boom of oil. Like thirty thousand. I, I I said it was definitely a city. I, I don't know. I'm not sure about thirty thousand, but seems I think outrageous. I think definitely it had the city title. I think to be a city, you have to be over fifteen thousand. I want to find out how many people were here at, at yeah. the peak. We'll have to look that up for sure. Because there's nothing here now. No, like you don't even see like a grid or anything. Like looking at through the like from the air pictures I took, because it's like. Uh, Maybe there wasn't like 30,000 or something like that. Because Yellowknife right now has about, I think, 23,000. And that's a pretty spread out city. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe, that maybe. It seems crazy that that's a city up north. Because that's like, Huntsville has got like that many people. I think Huntsville is 18,000. Mm. Probably a little bit more than yeah. what our sign says. But like Huntsville is just a little town. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Southern Ontario or Ontario, you know, like it's it's totally different. I remember talking with one of my buddies, I was like, Yeah, how many people are in Thunder Thunder Bay? Like I was like, I don't know, like thirty thousand people? He's like, No, more it's like a like hundred thousand. Yeah, he's like more like a hundred thousand. Yeah. I'm like, really that many? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, geez, it didn't seem that big, but when you're just driving through, you're just driving through. Um 
Yeah, yeah. How did you hear about uh, Hell Attack, like uh, wildland firefighting? Uh, it was actually through one of my good buddies. His, I get, I think it's his uncle is a tower person or was a tower person in Alberta here. Yeah, and so he gave him the application, and he was telling me about it, and I'm like, man, I. And this was all around the time of Fort McMurray, right? And I've seen that on the news. And I was like, man, I really want to do that. I want to help out. It seems like a super interesting job, like adventures. Mm-hmm. And I'd been doing my previous job for a number of years, and I was kind of getting more or less, like, tired. And what was that? Landscaping. Yeah. I wasn't, like, it. I was just looking for a new opportunity, right? Like, a little bit more excitement then. A little bit more excitement, yeah. something new, something to get. It is a rewarding job, landscaping. You know, you see the uh, end, oh, end yeah. result and stuff, and you're like, Building oh, projects is super fun. Like, seeing something start to finish is, is so cool. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the work we were doing was really nice work, like mm-hmm. on some big shacks on the big the big lakes there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that was, it was super fun. Like, don't get me wrong, I loved it, but I was definitely looking for a new experience. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just, I filled out an application, like, I don't know, in November, sent it off. Then I got uh, through to the fitness test. I'm like, huh, nice, all right, so I run the fitness test and did pretty well at that. I'm like, oh, see where it goes from there. And then a couple weeks later, I got a call about an interview. I'm like, wow, this is really going along. Like, I just on to the next thing. So I did the interview. I'm like, that went pretty well. And then next thing you know, I get a call from Sean asking me if I want to work up in high level. I'm like, I've come this far. Did you did you apply anywhere else? Uh, like, like you applied to Alberta, but uh, I just filled out an application. I didn't even know. I didn't know anything about job at all. I didn't know any of the districts, any of the, I didn't know where places got fired. I put down like Aquabish, Peace, GP or something. I, yeah. I didn't know anything. And then he offered me high level. I'm like, sure. I didn't even know where that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, sure. That's never the thing. It's just like, yes, I'll take that job. And then as soon as you hang up the phone, it's always like, all right, Google search, high level Alberta. Where is this place? Well, that was the thing. He, he called me and I was like, we got like a 206 landing here. Sorry about the excess noise. I'm sure it'll be fine. You'll still be able to hear us, but the medium's always waking us up. Yeah, yeah. The, the heavy. Not like us A stars were just quiet. What do you think you're doing? Coming in for fuel? Yeah, fuel. Who knows what they're actually up to? Actually, I think I saw that guy uh, before. He, he might might be uh, checking out 221. Oh, okay. Yeah, the one that blew up a few days ago. Yeah, that one's big. Is that the biggest you've seen up here? I guess. No, no, no. I saw a sky crane one time. Those no, 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 no. helicopter, fire size. Like that's pretty big. Oh no, 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 man! Like um, Zama City when they had the fire here back in 2012. That was 133,000. 133,000. 133, 135,000. Oh, yeah. That's pretty fucking big. Oh yeah. 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 yeah that's very. That's a very big fire. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've seen a, a few giant fires. Never got to, got, got to go on the Fort McMurray one, but that was bigger than that. And yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. So you're talking about the application. Yeah. So uh, I remember I was on the train back home, uh, just from my school to where I lived, just mm-hmm. on the outskirts of Ottawa. And I remember getting the phone call, and I'm just, he's telling me all about it. I'm like, okay. He's like, do you need to send? Do you need me to send you an email? I'm like, yeah, probably send me an email because I am not registering any of this stuff. Like, what to bring? What to, what yeah. the job is about? I'm like. Man, I have no idea. Like, yeah. So he offers me high level. I'm like, yeah, I, I'll take it. He's like, perfect. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. And then I called my parents. I'm like, I got a job, like, firefighting out in northern Alberta. They're like, 
did you take it? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. They're like, all right. So that was, and then from then on, like, I had to do all the, I was still doing school. I had, like, assignments and mm-hmm. exams. And then there. The what same, time of year was this, about January? Uh, I got the job middle of February. Okay. So then, so exams, like, I would still have midterms and then finals would be mm-hmm. in April. So all through then, I'm trying to work on school and at the same time they're sending me all the pre-courses and all these things I got to fill out and I'm trying to organize my uh flight over to Hinton and like they're telling they're asking me to come up to high level first and I'm like man I got so how how it ended up is I had uh an exam I think on the 25th Mm -hmm. and they wanted me in high level on the 27th and I'm like, that doesn't give me much time. No. One day to yeah. get all the way up to high level. And then they wanted me to go from high level back down to Hinton. Yeah. Like the next day. That's and I'm always like, the thing, yeah. I'm like, I, I really can't make this work. Like, So then I ended up uh, being able to go straight to Hinton, which was a huge help. And yeah. I just got picked up there because it, it, trying to get all the way up to high level and then back down in like one day was was too much. <laughs> so before you got hired, hired on by Sean, you had to do your fitness test and your interview? Yeah. Yeah. So... You did your fitness test in Ontario? Yeah, in Barrie. Yeah. They, uh, ben Jameson actually went down. No kidding? Yeah, he was there. I met him there. I uh, ran the fitness test, talked to him about the job. I really didn't even know what to ask him. I didn't know anything. Like, he showed us a map of the district. I was like, oh, sweet. And, then, <laughs> uh, and yeah, the, they sent off the results, and then I uh, got a call for an interview, and that was just over the phone mm-hmm. to Sean Gillis in Edmonton. I guess he was down there. And I just did it over the phone, like speakerphone. Yeah. Try it. It's it's super hard over the phone to try and make an impression. Like, yeah, you you, you have no physical. You can't no. see what they're looking like and what they're saying, or if they're writing anything down. And there's the awkward pauses, and you're like, oh, is that a good answer? Is that bad? Yeah. How do I, I go off his really body language? Though, but That's good. Uh, because I hadn't done an interview for a long time, like since I got the landscaping job. Mm-hmm. Every year I would just email them, and be like, hey, I'm coming back. And yeah. they're like, sweet. And so like I just show up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I have this like professional interview to get like to try and do. Oh, and I know. I'm yeah. like, I didn't even really know what to expect, <laughs> but it went really well. So well, I was pumped. It's crazy with the RCMP application I've been doing because this is like the first real like job I've really applied for. Like even with like, you know, I don't, I don't mean to take anything away from the government of Alberta, like applying for um, agriculture and forestry ever. But by the time I applied for the patrolman job, I was already here for three, uh, for two years. You've been I was, here a long time, man. And then... When I applied for the hell attack job, I was in patrolman for four years. So I really knew everybody. And like, it was kind of like, okay, we'll just send your resume in and your application and chances are you get the job, you know, as long as you can pass the fitness test and all that kind yeah. of stuff. That's the thing. Once you're in the system, it's a lot easier. Like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's either you need the school route where you get your education or you go, um, you know, you just start right from the beginning. Well, that's why I was like super pumped about getting this job is because like, I have a criminology degree. Yeah. Like I have not, I'm not even yeah, in not forestry. Not force like, tech, not forestry, but nothing like, like that. Since being here, I've just learned so much, and it's been such a valuable experience. That I'm really happy about this summer. It's been a lot of fun. Totally. And now that I'm in, I can come back and, and keep mm. doing it because it's so fun. But exactly. Yeah. I remember being in Hinton, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, I like, went to Nate, went all these things, and forestry, and I'm <laughs> I like, went to Carleton. I have a criminology degree. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> Background's landscaping. Yeah. Oh, we'll hire you. There's a lot of background. There in was one other guy. That landscaping. There was one other guy in my class who was in a general arts business degree, mm-hmm. 
and then me and him were like, man, we have no idea what's <laughs> going on. Out, we looked out big. Yeah. Like, even the other rookies up here, like, you look at Colin, he's taking Forest Tech at oh, Fleming. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, Mark, Mark has a structural firefighter background, so that's what's, you know, that's his big thing. Yeah, like most of the guys have swag, some kind of... I guess Swag was a banker. He kind of trump, <laughs> yeah, that, jumps me. That was a funny one. He, his girlfriend was a firefighter, uh, or she still is in uh, the Peace District, which is kind of funny. But yeah, yeah. You got a little Swag money being a, a banker. <laughs> How old Swag? He's about my age. I think he's about what? 27. Yeah, he's older. Are you serious? Yeah, he's, he's definitely 26. I think he's 27 or 28. I did not see that one. Yeah, no. It, it, I, what's so great about Swag, too, is he'll be like, you'll say something, and he'll be like, pardon? <laughs> <laughs> he's so geeky, but he's, he's hilarious. He's a really good guy. Man, age is such a hard thing to judge. I remember coming up here, like, for my first few days, meeting everybody, and, like, not even, I thought I was, like, 10 years younger than everybody. I'm like, holy, everyone here is so old. Like, like, oh, freaking. But everybody's around 20, I don't know, 3 to Six. Not many people are over the age of 30 unless your name's Sean Waits and then you're pretty old. <laughs> Cam is 30 now. I think Amy's 29. There's a few guys that are a bit older. Yeah. Um, and you got guys like Ryan, who's, I think he's 26. No, no, he's my age. He's 28. Ryan's 28. Yeah, he's just a few months older than me. And he looks like he's freaking 16. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he just got his driver's license. Yeah, like, what's, what's the Oilers prospect's name? Kyler Yamamoto, like, where he looks like he's 12. <laughs> Must be that Japanese gene. Must be. Yeah. It, it, our friend Ryan here, he's hilarious. He's uh, half Japanese, half Swiss. So he, he takes all the jokes. Oh, he loves to play it up. Oh, he's yeah. He's, he's worse than he's us. He's bowing at He's people. like <laughs> <laughs> the one hand covering and the peace sign. No, he's worse than us. He'd be like, I can't believe you, you're, you're so PC with that joke. I would, I would have said this to me. I'm like, we're like, oh, <laughs> that's way worse than what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so like this is your last shift. There are pretty much what two more days left today's Sunday, Monday, and then Tuesday, your decommence. So, how's your season been, man? Man, loved it. It's been so fun. <laughs> it's been so fun. Is I, there anything that you thought was going to happen opposed to what wasn't going to happen? Like, like I knew on my first year hell attack, there was a lot of stuff I didn't expect that was going to happen. And you know, I was just thinking, oh, yeah, we're gonna be on Rager fires and all that stuff. I think stuff. that was the biggest thing is like when you first get to Hinton and everything you know. Up to that point, it's just like, okay, it's like wildland fire, fire, like, like a fire, like ripping through the bush. Like, how do you, how are you going to contain it? But a lot of it is like, you know, we only land on things that are completely safe and we have a plan. And, and even like today, if they know that the fire intensity is going to be too much, like they're telling us it's not, mm. not anything you guys can handle, which I think is the coolest part. Le just learning about the fire behavior and fire activity. I think that's something that I'll, it's really valuable knowledge. And stuff that I didn't know at all before coming up here. So, yeah, I don't know. This this season's been a lot of fun. Like, I'm super pumped about our last couple shifts getting a lot of fires. Like, yeah. that was a good experience. Yeah, it definitely picked up our season quite June, substantially. June was frustrating. Yeah. I remember, like, talking to my parents that our first set of days off in July, and we'd just come off, like, a garbage month of June. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, do you love it? Like, how, how's the job? I'm like, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. We've been doing a lot of projects. Like, yeah. that's when we were building things. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm really hoping July and August pick up. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm sure it will. And then sure enough, like, we've had busy shifts. So yeah. we can actually do firefighting which is a lot of fun yeah yeah i know like it's it's a little bit better when you get a, a if you get to jump on a few fires and you're able to you know you make it feel like you feel like you're doing something yeah. you know like you're doing your job opposed to counting fuel drums and yeah some flying of that's around like, here yeah you, it is definitely more fun being on a fire like 
yesterday getting the pump going was yeah wicked. yeah no like that was our first striker fire in a long time yeah I love having to get striker fire. <laughs> it's so much nicer well, than filling up this pack. Well, especially like but... imagine if we didn't have that striker, we'd have to walk oh, all the way back man. to fill it up and everything. And there's that there's that big dip, so the chances are one of us would have fallen down at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, that would have been a totally different day if we didn't have the striker going. <laughs> it would have been a much longer day for sure too, because oh, yeah. like one piss back was on average per hot spot kind of thing. Oh yeah. yeah that could have been a really, really rough fire for sure. We, we, we would have been getting JB in the air to, to do some bucket drops, that's for sure. What about you? Good year so far? Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm the interviewer, man. You don't ask me questions. No, yeah. no. <laughs> it's, turn it's, this interview around. It's, it's been a really good year, you know? Like, um, I, I feel that this crew has actually had really good chemistry. You know, like, we all talk enough and we all kind of mind our own business enough that... We don't I think need to be one, around each other. That one really wet fire was good for morale. Right at the beginning. Oh, yeah, with, with the koala. <laughs> yeah, so we had this um, helicopter. It's on my Instagram page if you want to look at it. Uh, Chalupa Cabra 52. <laughs> Why the 52? Uh, this is the year my uh, grandparents, my dad's side, came to Canada. Okay. That cool. was also my number in uh, hockey because of the same thing. Cool. When, I, when I played for the Royals, at least. My, my typical number is number five. That's, I'm the fifth kid in my family. My grandfather, Yaroslav, used to call me number five. Because <laughs> there's five kids. And he's just, just like, five. he's like, I can't remember all your names. You're, you're the fifth grandchild. <laughs> so like, oh, fair enough. Um, but yeah, everyone, there's always somebody with the number five. You know, Nicholas Lidstrom, they love him. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, Koala on your Instagram. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I had that. I had that in my head. But uh, yeah, the Koala, it's, it's a really cool helicopter and it can go about, I think we were going 285 kilometers an hour and we, already, we weren't even going the fastest we could. Yeah, so that quite. thing was just freaking like snot. Uh, so we get to this fire and it's just torrential downpour and we got a rough GPS coordinates. We don't get updated coordinates and our, our leaders bringing us to this wild goose chase and we can't find the fire and we're walking here and we're there and up to our tits in the swamp yeah we're we're in muskeg beaver ponds and everything carrying up pretty much all of our not all of our gear we didn't have the hose bag but we had the ia bag and the chainsaw and all the other fun stuff um so yeah we're going walking up and down and up and down and i was back thinking here. about that the other day that fire like we got to that fire completely soaked oh, and then no. we had to work the fire and then we had to work the fire for the next <laughs> i think we were there for four hours yeah we yeah. were there for a while after being soaked yeah like, and it was a big uh, it was a big gong show going on there's a like i think three other fires in the area there was one that was about i want to say it was about 30 hectares and then we had this little one that was probably not even a hectare and it was probably about 10 pallets <laughs> put yeah, together yeah and so we had that and we were just laughing like that was the greatest thing we finally figured out what the updated coordinates were so we got there because that could have easily gone sour if, we, oh. if everybody started getting miserable yeah no it's, it, so i think it we're good. just we're just so happy to get called out to a fire that we could help out yeah. with you know and um we get there and we're just lost and we get updated coordinates and then we finally get there and it didn't get away because it's just pouring rain so we were just laughing the whole time. And I think that was the point where all of us really clicked as a crew. Because we had fires beforehand, like especially when we first started as a crew. In, um, we had the one fire in Chate. Yeah, that yeah. was a good one. That, that was, was our one first of the best fires of the season. That was one of our first, that was that our was first, first crew fire. fire. Yeah. And that was a really cool one because we got to see the wild horses running around and all that kind of stuff. Cool. We, we got to work a, with another crew and yeah, we got to see a lot of... a little of, bit of everything too. Yeah, we had, fire. we had the, the Chate um, firefighter. Do you uh, want to tell group. them how it started? <laughs> I'm not sure if we're at uh, liberty uh, to yeah, say. Probably not. <laughs> we gotta wash ourselves here yeah. sometimes. Um, but 
it, it was that was a fun fire and everything. It was really good to see like a feel of how the crew is gonna be. But uh, I think that torrential downpour one where we're just walking through beaver ponds, that was our that was our big click right there. That really brought everyone together and you really got to see what the crew is going to be like. Because I don't know, I, I think all of us really work together. We all have this kind of the same sense of humor. We have a lot of interests as well. And you're going to be with these listeners, you're going to be with these uh, same three guys for, you know, almost six months. It's kind of a unique job in that way. You spend all your time with with your crew, like with the four guys. I, I can't really think of many jobs where you spend your entire summer with those same three people, uh, you know, because, like, even in the, in, the, in the military, you're with more of, like, a troop, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, um, I can't remember all the, the different names and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you, you, you better get along because you guys spend a lot of time together. Yeah, and there's, but but even then, it's like you have 32 guys or whatever, right? I'm so, talking this, too. Like, oh, yeah, no, exactly, yeah. yeah. So there's the, three, there's the three other people and then yourself to make a four-person crew. So then, like, you know, military, you have, like, 32 guys. You know, in mm-hmm. structural firefighting, there's, like, 20 guys per mm-hmm. hall or something like that. So you, if you don't get along with two guys, then you can go hang out with the other ones. Mm-hmm. Whereas this job, hopefully you can hang out or click with one of them. Yeah. Or else you're going to feel pretty outcastish. Make for a long season, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. And that's been, it's been like that before, too. I'm like, sure. Not, not, not to, everybody not to myself, but uh, for the number of other crews that I've seen. Like, there's some crews that just freaking they hated each other they just couldn't wait to the end of the season but that's the thing too that i've been it's been such a positive experience is everybody up here is fantastic mm. like great group of people up here mm. it's made it for for an enjoyable summer yeah for sure so you're planning on coming back then next year yeah i want to come back right one thing i forgot to ask you uh how did you like members course members well, i was thinking about this too the other day it was when you're there at least for me when i was there i didn't really enjoy it um, cause I was just, I had come from straight from school and then now they're like running you through eight hours of class and they're telling you to study and mm-hmm. they're waking you up in the morning to run fitness. And I'm like, Oh my God, I just want to, what is it? 6am fitness, 6am. So you wake up at 5.30, 5.15. Yeah. I was getting up at 5.30 to run this fitness and then you go right to the classroom and then after have the, a, you have a big meal and then you oh, go to the yeah. classroom and. Hot, hot, everything, warm Everything's classroom. like got to be on time or the whole class does push-ups and you're rushing to get there and you're rushing to do this. And it was just like when I was there, I'm like, I really just want to make money. I'm ready to go up <laughs> and work. Yeah. Like I'm tired of this. But now that I reflect on it, it was a lot of fun because you're there with the, everybody's in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Like, because when you're there, you're so clueless too. Everyone's like, every morning, you're like, do I have to wear my greens? Do I have to do my belt up? <laughs> I don't know how to do this. And then like, everyone's like, I don't know. And then everybody's asking everybody and nobody has any answers and so it's kind of funny because you're all in the same boat but yeah reflecting on it now it was a lot of fun uh, what other rookies did you go uh to the course with from up here uh i was there with colin adam and pete who was the one guy you guys were making fun of for a bit i don't know going to grand prairie oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yeah he was up here he, yeah yeah he worked uh what fire was he here? He was here when we had a couple big fires and they imported some crews mm-hmm. and someone was on the fire line with him and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say any names. I don't no, that's fair. That that's, you, don't, you don't need to say any names at all. But, uh, and there's somebody else that had a, uh, I think it was Mark Waitson, uh, uh, a rookie up here. In his year, sorry, in his uh, members course, there was a guy that uh, just asked the stupidest questions. And it was like, somebody, like, the instructor would say something, and then right after, this kid would put his hand up, and it's like, yeah, so what, where, where are we meeting? And it's just like, 
that's 20 push-ups right there, bud. Oh, <laughs> it's just like, you just ruined it all. <laughs> Our class was pretty good. I think we got push-ups maybe two or three times, yeah. maybe twice. And uh, how many guys were in your class? 20? No, we had uh, 38 or something oh, like wow. that, I think. That's a big class. Yeah. Yeah, we were a pretty big class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. But there was definitely, there was like the odd person that you're like, how the hell did you get this far in the process? <laughs> like, how did you get here? Like, just, yeah. Give your head a shake a little bit. Yeah, you're like, how did you get this far? It's like, man, I must have been overqualified. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> so coming back next year, um, a bit more experience and stuff. You're, you're, you're telling me beforehand, too, that you're still kind of up in the air exactly where you want to go with your degree. Would you consider maybe being a leader for a few more years? Um, I think... Coming back for a few more years and then possibly being a leader? I think if I was here for a couple more years and... and I got more accustomed to the district and things like that, which would come with time. Mm -hmm. I might want to go that way because mm -hmm. it would be fun to have your own crew. Mm -hmm. And I could totally see that as like the next step mm -hmm. in this kind of profession. Having a little bit more responsibility would definitely be, it would be pretty neat. Um, so yeah, if I was here for a few more years, I might think about going down and doing that. Mm -hmm. Maybe do my leader's course next year, depending on if I'm around or not. Yeah, yeah. No, like, obviously that's very far away too but would yeah. you want to come back to the same district or maybe check on another district stay in Ontario fire maybe BC fire I definitely want to stay here yeah. in high level in, the, in this district I'm not going to go anywhere else in Alberta mm -hmm. um, but yeah as for Ontario fire I don't know that, it'd be kind of neat but at the same time this is why I came to Alberta was to get away from home and do go on an adventure right like, yeah. yeah I feel like you hear that Anthony <laughs> get away from Ontario <laughs> No, I love I love it back home, and I'm super excited to go back in a few days. Actually, well, frick, how many text messages you get from your buddies? There are calls in the middle of the night because your buddies are cottage partying, oh, and, yeah, or at Boots and Hearts or something. Boots is on right now. Oh, is it on right shout now? Out, shout out to Boots! Everybody getting wasted in the camp <laughs> campground. Not even watching. Not even not even watching the actual show. Just getting wasted. Oh hell no! Some people don't even buy tickets to the show. They just get drunk and yeah. like feel the garbage there at Pearls. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an amazing freaking uh, spot. It's pretty good. You can only do it a few times before uh, before your body doesn't let you let you go back. <laughs> oh, one of the worst things too is like not even if you're like hungover waking up in the morning, but like if your tent is right in the middle of the sun, like when the sun rises oh, in the yeah, morning, like and you wake up and it's just ugh, it's you, just surrounded by body odor and farts <laughs> and just you just sauna. get up and you're like. <gasps> Yeah, I'm so thirsty. <laughs> you just look at your person that you're sleeping in the tent with. You're like, you're disgusting. This is all you. This isn't me. It's oh, your man. stench and sweat. I, yeah, I remember sometimes <clears throat> when I I went to Boots a couple years ago and it was like drinking all day, and then you wake up the next morning and crack a Summer's Bee for breakfast because it's like <laughs> pretty much like juice. It's not beer. It's the Summer's Bee. It's like oh, this will help me wake up in the yeah, morning. Like okay, I'll just rehydrate with this juice. Bonjour, box. JB. Uh, we got a we got a spectator here. He's just gonna spectate. No, I <laughs> asked him if he wanted to be interviewed. He said no. He doesn't like the sound of his voice. So <laughs> our pilot's not gonna be a part of this interview. He's just gonna hang out in his hammock and judge us. Oh, I don't either. I don't want to hear myself <laughs> talk on this. No, thing. you don't need to listen to it. Just get your friends to listen to it. <laughs> oh yeah. Send it send it to your girlfriend and get her to share she it with us. She wants all. to. She wants to hear it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh she yeah. Knows I told it. her and she's like, I want to hear it. You have to tell me where they put it. I'm like, I'm not telling you. <laughs> uh, oh, I'll tell her then, and she can share it with all her Australian friends. Oh no. Uh, perfect. Yeah, because your girlfriend's going to school in Australia, right? Yeah, she's doing a semester there right now. And what is she taking? She's in criminology as well. Oh, she's wow. She's in the same program, same You guys year. could be uh, detectives together. 
Yeah, maybe she's, <laughs> she's more of a detective than I am. <laughs> You'll just be the comedic role. Yeah. Um, where is she going to school? Sydney, Melbourne? Uh, she's in Sydney. She's at Macquarie okay. University, I guess. I, I don't know how to say it. I don't know. I'm not familiar with the schools there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that could really help us, you know. Anthony, you know, we, we could get uh, this podcast out to his girlfriend and then she can share it with her friends, which some of them are from Spain. Yeah. Barcelona. I don't know where <laughs> in Spain they're from. Maybe. Uh, there's one from Spain, one from Mexico, one guy from Sweden or something, I think. Mm-hmm. She's living in a house with, like, a bunch of... Everybody's from a different Everyone's place, foreign. which is kind of cool. It's the League of Nations ho- uh, hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, I'd love to see what the kitchen looks like, like all the different foods from everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I think they went... They got, like, a Korean roommate or something. They went out for Korean food. Like, he found... This guy found authentic Korean food, and they mm-hmm. went out for that. Apparently, it was pretty good. I don't know. Right on. It, it's cool. That's a cultural experience, oh, right? It's the Living best. with all different people from around the world. It's yeah. wicked. It all makes you a bit more, you know culturally accepting as well and you're like oh totally. okay how, how nice is that oh I thought you guys were like this but you're not that's the best part of I thought everyone from Sweden was Vikings <laughs> <laughs> wearing horn helmets and everything but you're not drinking horns of ale yeah you guys just all really like Ikea that's what it is <laughs> um I was gonna say yeah it was, it was something funny with um yeah, when I was saying that there's all these different things in the fridge and see what we could make there's actually um some kind of app or website you can go to that you punch in like all the things that are like in, in your, your house fridge, in your and fridge it and make so, something for you yeah it'll tell you what you can like the different things you could make and give you a recipe for it i'm like that's gotta be kind of handy i'd be like my my fridge at university be like uh, you got some pickle juice peanut butter, <laughs> peanut butter and jam you can make a pb and j sandwich that's it that's it what you should what you should do sometime is we used to do it um when i was camping you get those hot plates and you put peanut butter and jam in it and butter the sides and you put it in this big hot plate grill like a panini press uh, more like a grilled cheese or like, kind of a panini press and then you just do it in the morning with PB&J and you just throw it in the fire let it cook up so then it's like a grilled cheese with peanut butter and jelly inside of it cheese and peanut butter and jelly? no 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 no, no. it's like a grilled cheese press oh. but I'm like, instead of, of in, cheese and instead, PB&J instead of making? instead of cheese you put PB&J ah, okay. and then you make this hot peanut butter and jelly sandwich and it's really good man I remember making we got a panini press uh, at oh, my, yes. my, my house and at my parents' house in high school, and I remember being so stoked. I made a bunch of panini sandwiches for lunch, mm-hmm. and I wrapped them up and tried to put them away. And like, do you know that they get all soggy? Oh when yeah, all, like, it's so soggy. Yeah, let them cool down. Oh man, it was awful. I had the worst lunch. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> life life lesson right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any favorite moments or favorite memories that really stand out from the summer? Um, definitely that that one fire we were on with. Uh, camps crew when it was torching it was that was that was a good fire oh, the one i got all the cool pictures of you yeah yeah that, that one <laughs> that was a fun fire you can also I, see those on my instagram account because <laughs> yeah. that one was like it was ripping pretty good through that <clears throat> that bush and torched a few trees and yeah that was good yeah it's it's it definitely makes it for an exciting fire especially since like it wasn't running away from us yeah. it was just like it'd be hot on that you know the fire would be coming the fire would be coming and then all of a sudden it it'd come across the spruce and then it'd just rip up it and then it'd die back down yeah so that was fun um first fire in chate was good yeah uh, that'll be i'll i'll always remember that because like when we're coming in we're landing i'm getting like the adrenaline so yeah. I'm like, this is awesome yeah and, yeah first fire was pretty fun and that was like then you can like use everything you've been learning up until that point through slideshows and fucking reading and mm-hmm. the book and stuff and then all of a sudden you're actually like pissed back on in the fire and you're like this is wicked mm-hmm. calling it like trying to call in helicopters i don't know if i did 
bad day. I wasn't. I was too nervous on the yeah. radio first. Fire. Yeah, no, no. Maybe <laughs> you, you know. Maybe you did because I did, I definitely got dropped on by a few buckets. So I wouldn't be surprised if you called those. Uh, in. <laughs> you did get dropped on. I think what, three times I got hit with buckets. Yeah, and I'm not hit with the actual bucket. I just mean like uh, water fell on me from a, a helicopter bucket. I almost so got hit with an actual. You, bucket. yeah, you. That was that's, that's <laughs> another story. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, those are those are definitely some good memories. Uh, or like you know, when we're not fighting fire, definitely got to remember those uh, street hockey games. Street hockey, ball hockey up here has been the best thing this summer. Like that. It, when you're not working, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, when you're not working after hours, when when everybody's there, when you get a good game, when everybody's around, that's super fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like I didn't know that we were gonna have that coming up here. When I saw the ball hockey, I'm yeah, like, you're like oh yes. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly where I want to be. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was, was sick. It's a shame we couldn't get some of our leagues going on and some of our, you know, tournaments that we're planning. But uh, we got to get that coast to coast classic going. Oh, that'd be wicked. We we know uh, myself and uh, Rowan and the other the other guy on our crew. We made a a trophy with uh, a, an old Cooper helmet that you found yeah, when we were doing that. Uh, where we we're making sure that those fires were out yeah. from those tanker drops, and so we put that on top of this big <laughs> firewood log, shaved the sides of it so we could write stuff down on it. And then we also have it supported by uh, a stick some shaft. Some old hockey sticks. Yeah, yeah. There's a tin of dip on the front <laughs> yeah, of the helmet. It's, it's the... <laughs> and that dirty dog bowl. <laughs> yeah. The cook used as a jock. Yeah. It's, on top. it's on top. I'm waiting for I'm like... I'm not telling anybody. Nope, that. me neither. I'm just going to wait for somebody to drink, <laughs> drink out, out of it. They're yeah. like, oh yeah, perfect. Right on, right on. Yeah. Mind you, it did rain a few times, but still, it's just like, yeah, no. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. But uh, it definitely looks really, really cool. It's very skookum. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> so we dubbed it the Coast to Coast Classic, brought to you by Copenhagen, yeah. uh, because we're going to have East versus West. So Manitoba and West, and then Ontario and East. And the teams didn't look too bad. It looked like the East was a bit more stacked. <laughs> and there was the controversy about, you know, some people like yourself that was born in BC, but grew up in uh, Ontario more so. And Chubbs is like, ah, no, it was a Huntsville. Leave it alone. <laughs> it <was> a big <laughs> controversy. Yeah, and then who else was another one that we were complaining about as well? Zimich didn't really matter because he was just West anyway. Ryan is an Ontario guy, but he lives in... Slavery. He's been living in Alberta for, I think, five years now. Yeah. Yeah, so that was another little question, but he doesn't even play with us, so whatever. Don't don't Man, need him. I don't know why they don't play. They're missing out. It's a lot of so fun. fun. Like, no one's really that judgy. When you get more people, it's not so bad, but when you get a few people, uh, like... It's like four on four, and your one team's losing really bad. You can get a little bit heated. I, I don't really, I don't keep score though. I don't care. I, no. I just, I'm just having fun. I really wanted to, I really wanted to see how competitive everyone was going to get with the league that we're, we were trying some to make. Some people, I was surprised at how competitive some people are. Some people get pretty <laughs> like, scary. Like the slap shots from center ice. Oh man. That was, I was just like, what is going on? <laughs> people take it really seriously. Yeah. Yeah. You just get a little frustrated. Like a good, yeah. good healthy competition's always good, nice, but, but then it gets a little bit too far. You get some body checks laid out a on. A couple body like, checks, couple of slashes. <laughs> yeah. No, it can be pretty brutal. That's for sure. It's hockey. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, then it all calms down at the end. It's like, oh, everybody's yeah, sorry. Always, everybody's always friends. Sorry. It's, sorry. And sorry. that's what's good about the group is nobody takes it or anything personally. Uh, any any big favorite parts about this job? Like, uh, specifically, like, obviously, riding around in helicopters. Helicopter, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember the first day up in the helicopter, I was super pumped. And it was just a patrol, and yeah. I was super pumped. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd never been around a helicopter, never gotten in one. And, it's, and even at members, we got grounded mm -hmm. so they didn't let us fly uh so coming up here was the first time i got in one i was really excited yeah 
Yeah. We fly them so much that you get pretty comfortable with it pretty quick. Totally. Yeah. Especially when you have good pilots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Picked up on that one. Uh, it must have been a favorite moment for you, too, uh, growing that rookie mustache. That was a good one. Yeah. How was it? Was so it, so <laughs> Noah, Noah comes up here with a beard, and a lot of the guys came up here with beards, and then we told them, it's like, oh, okay, well, a rookie initiation is that you have to shave all your facial hair and then grow a mustache, and then have the mustache until all the rookies are certified. And to be certified, you need to have seven fires. So all the rookies needed to have seven fires. And then once, you know, some of them get certified. It's like, all right, when's this one gonna get certified? So yeah, and I uh, grew a mean set of handlebars. You, you and yeah, you and Colin had the, the handlebars. They looked, they looked awesome in my good. opinion. Like you have a nice beard as well, but uh, I, I really like the mustache. That, that I might bring cool. it back at some point during the school year. Just you should get like the bandana going on, like the Hulkamania bandana oh, yeah, with that with that handlebar mustache because you have a bit more blonde. Maybe I'll do it for uh, Halloween. Yeah, that'd be an idea. <laughs> Get the girlfriend to be um, Hulk Hogan's <laughs> wife or whatever. She's not going to be here for Halloween. Oh, damn. No. What's yeah. going on, brother? <laughs> <laughs> These 40-inch pythons. Or <laughs> uh, wear a Tampa Bay Lightning jersey or something, too. <laughs> he's huge in the Lightning. Is he? Yeah. He's, Big Lightning? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brooke, um, what's his daughter's Probably name? He's just marinating down in Florida. Oh, he really, he is. Well, the tax, tax-free down there, too. Yeah. But his daughter, I think her name's Brooke or something like that, she, she sings... Uh, uh, the anthem a few times for oh, the Tampa really? Lightning. Yeah, yeah. And then like they were, when they did the Stanley Cup run back and against the Flames, I saw them he play was that there. year. Yeah, he was there. He was like, Rrr. I saw the Flame or not the Flames, Tampa Bay play in two thousand four. Yeah, in that, in Toronto. No, in Tampa. Oh, you saw them down in Florida. Yeah, we went no to, on family vacation. We were down there, and it was sick. We got four tickets, four pops, and four hot dogs for ninety nine bucks. Oh man, it's and we, it's and so we crazy. were watching them the year they won the cup. They're a yeah. good team. Yeah. It was crazy. No, it was absolutely insane. Like, I was in Florida, and it's just the same. It's super freaking cheap to, Toronto, to watch hockey there. You can't there. even... You can't even get parking for that price. You can't even get parking for 99 bucks. It's fucking ridiculous. Well, that's a good little segue into... Uh, Noah, you're a big sports fan. You also play a lot of sports, too. Um, your, your favorite teams are all these Toronto teams, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you're not even a real Blue Jays fan. You kind of just jumped on that recently, oh, didn't you? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I bring that up because Anthony, our, our uh, main coordinator with the podcast, he's a diehard Everything Toronto fan. He's actually covering the, the Toronto Wolf Pack. Uh, it's the new rugby league team. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they're part of a year. Um, yeah, I, haven't, I haven't listened to any of those, the the Wolf Pack uh, podcasts he's been covering, but he's pretty much like one of the media correspondents for them now, which yeah. is pretty neat. Yeah, that's cool. But, Jump uh, on that early. Yeah. <laughs> blow up. Yeah, exactly. So rugby has got a big cool. following. Cause it's a really cool logo. Check it out it. when you go back home. All right. Yeah, man. I'm I'm. I believe rugby is probably going to blow up here. Like, play it in high school. Every high school team's got a rugby. Mm-hmm. Or every high school. Not got so a much out here, there. sadly. Like, IKEA played a bit of rugby, but up in northern Alberta, it's non-existent, which is very surprising because yeah. you think you get all these big farm kids big <laughs> boys <laughs> jumping here. on the team. Smash heads. You're all going to play the same position. No one's going to be uh, the ho- the hooker or anything. I forget all the terms. <laughs> yeah, I love watching it. Terms. I don't really know that much. I need to watch more of it. No, it's super aggressive, and it never stops. Like, the there's never like a dead ball it's just like everybody gets in a dog pile and the ball just comes out the back somehow mm-hmm. and then they keep going <laughs> it never stops yeah no exactly it just keeps going keeps yeah. going you see all these big ass hits too it's, it's it's a lot of fun some people get trucked in that sport <laughs> yeah like, there was a good a good one i forget who it was new zealand and the united states and this one cocky american guy is just duck duck diving dipping and dodging and he oh, just yeah. gets crushed. just gets crashed right into this one guy and just takes him out very, very good highlight. I'll show that later if I can find it. 
Um, what else you got there on your notes? Yeah, I've only got a few more for this <laughs> one. Maybe we'll take a break and then turn it into a sports one. Um, Talk sports. Your your parents came out west. You drove my van down. The yeah. legend, the vanimal, the <laughs> old man tan van. Yeah. How was that? Oh, you want me to show, give a plug to your van? Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Oh, man, ran like well, a it's, dream. It's, well, it's, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. yeah. Just listen to the hip on repeat. Yeah. Your favorites album. 18 songs. Listen to it probably 18 times over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little break of nothing. Just listen yeah, to the I'd, van I'd, shaking. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd turn it off and then I'd scan the radio and it would just go through all the radio stations, yeah. scan and wouldn't pick anything up. So I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I'll put the hip back on. I've just so, listened to the hip again for another 18 songs. What did you get up to in Jasper? Because you overnighted there, right? Yeah, I stayed uh, at Overlander Mountain Lodge with yep. my some of my girlfriend's friends. Mm -hmm. They were working there. Yep. And yeah, like I didn't have a plan going down there. I didn't know where I was going to stay. I was just going to sleep in the back of the van somewhere. And then I texted them because I knew they were working there and just seeing what they were up to. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going tubing and going to the beach and no kidding. you can hang out here we're gonna drink a little i'm like sick i'll, yeah. I'll do that i'll <laughs> go tubing so yeah i went there for the night and then sounds like cottage on. living yeah a little bit <laughs> a little bit like that they were all super pumped about tubing i'm like ah, i've tubed enough yeah <laughs> i like water skiing better oh that's a lot of fun um yeah and then you're making your way to calgary for the stampede that was your first time at the stampede your folks came out yep. yeah yeah what, what was your sp there. stampede experience like it was wicked. Yeah. Stampede's super cool. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's so fired up in that whole city. Yeah, it was good. So I, like, uh, I was pretty pretty blown away by, like, the steer wrestling when they jump off their horse and tackle a little <laughs> calf to the ground, the Superman them. And then even, like, the steer tie-down or whatever they call it, takes them, like, calf seven. Calf rope. Calf rope, like, seven seconds to lasso it. Jump off your horse, flip it upside down, and then tie its feet up. It's just like seven seconds. And the calf is looking stupid. Like, what's going on? The calf's like, how did I even get here? <laughs> yeah. Did they do anything like that when you're playing hockey as a kid? Steer tie downs. Yeah. <laughs> no. Rookie tie downs. No. Our rookie stuff was drinking stuff that I can't talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um, then obviously the bull riding was ridiculous. Those things are massive and they're pissed. <laughs> <laughs> they're not happy at all. No. It's pretty wicked. The bareback is crazy too. Looks like they're breaking their neck when they're oh, yeah. like trying to hold on for dear life. Man, it's crazy. I don't know how you practice any of that stuff. <laughs> like how do you You just watching your video? <laughs> yeah. Your video you uh, re video replays and studying the you your know. toddler you started riding dogs or something and then they progressively go you up actually, to fucking You actually ride uh you don't ride dogs, you ride uh calves. Calves, eh? Yep, yep, little baby cows. <laughs> they probably don't do anything. <laughs> no, they actually are pretty crazy. They buck? Have you ever, have yeah, you ever done, would you ever do no. bull riding? I, I would have to do it on a calf or something. Something that could sustain my weight, but uh, still give me a, a ride for my money. Uh, I did a mechanical bull. I did a mechanical bull. That was crazy. And it gave me a terrible whiplash. I was not very happy about that. Oh, yeah, no, it's awful for your yeah, neck. No, but... Your uh, neck's not supposed to move like that. When, because I grew up in northern Alberta, we had a lot of rodeos, um... Or like all the communities that have their own rodeo going yeah, on. That's big thing the kids, um, when you're like tennis, you get into. If you want to get into bull riding, you wear like a full hockey cage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Some that was, of the junior that was funny. people there were wearing them. Mm -hmm. Man, you win a lot of money in that too. You can, yes, the winners, definitely. They're picking up like five thousand bucks every yep. day, and then the big yep. whatever their final Sunday, you win like 
I don't know what it was. You win a lot of money, like especially Canadian Falls Rodeo in Edmonton. You can make make really big, uh, really big money too. Yeah, yeah. I went to school with a girl. She's a a barrel racer, and then her fiance. That one's cool too. Barrel racing is a lot of fun to they watch. Rip. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> like fast those those tight shit. turns and shit. Oh yeah. man, it's really cool. I even liked watching like you know, like this kind of taking it down a little bit with the excitement. I even didn't mind uh, watching equestrian like when they do used to do Spruce Meadows on CBC. They jump over this. Yeah, time. I just thought that was kind of neat, you know, because they're trying to go as fast as, as possible, but at the same time, you don't want to knock shit down. You know, so. It's funny when the horse doesn't want to do it and they stop and jump <laughs> over the front. That's happened a few times. I have a lot of friends that horse ride, and uh, yeah, I don't horse know, be, be really, I, I love horses. I don't mind big. it. It's just I always worry about my knee when they start twisting around and shit, because if I fall and my left Still leg stays in the, in the stirrup, stirrup, my knee's going to be absolutely messed up. They're too big to get on top. I'm not getting on that. Well, you're thing. just a little guy. You're like five foot two. So. It's always so funny. Growing up, uh, one of my good buddies' grandpas would always come watch our hockey games. And after every game, he'd always tell me, like, what are you doing playing hockey? You know you're built like a jockey. Like, you should be horseback <laughs> riding. I'm like, yeah. That's a nice thing to say. Fair <laughs> point. Built like a jockey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, frick. He would always tell me that yeah, all the time. My friend uh, who does the barrel racing, her husband or fiance does uh, uh, chuck wagon derbies. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. We didn't to watch see those. those watch them on insane. TV. They can be pretty rough. Very dangerous. Man, they were I watched the one on TV. They were four wide. Yep. There's like sixteen horses or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a chariot. It was wicked. It was exactly like a chariot. Yeah. yeah but your parents had a good time too, eh? They yeah. had, they, had, they hadn't been out west for a little while. No, they haven't been out west. Like my dad comes out here all the time for work and he goes mm-hmm. and visits his his folks in Enderby. They're in mm-hmm. central BC. Um and so they went out there to go see them, then stopped in at Calgary, saw me on the way back. My mom hasn't been out in a number of years, probably since 2010 when we went out to BC. No kidding? Yeah. So and they, they, they just went uh, right to the mountains, eh? Atlanta, Calgary. Went to Kananaskis. Okay. Did some horseback riding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they drove to Enderby and then drove back to, they stopped in Canmore, saw one of my dad's good buddies mm-hmm. from work, and then met me in Calgary. Well yeah, we spent a couple of days there. They were pretty tired by the end of it. That cowboy hat they were wearing in that photo, do you still have that? Like, did you buy it or was oh, it yeah. just like, okay? I got it back in footnote. I'm surprised he didn't bring that out here with me and Rowan with our little uh, hats. It is a good man up hat. I should have brought it out. Yeah, I wouldn't really call ours cowboy hats, but they're definitely like it, Outman hats. It's too nice. Yeah, I want to get one like what you guys have. Yeah, they're Something nice. a little more like durable. Outdoorsy. Like outdoorsy. Yeah. Because that's a nice, it's a nice cowboy That's hat what you're wearing to like the duster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tuck my shirt into my jeans and I gotta get a, a pair of cowboy boots that's yeah. the next thing next year so I'll go back to when you're uh, you know you're back out in Huntsville doing the landscaping work you've done a lot of landscaping for some famous people eh? Uh, a few big places yeah yeah yeah. any uh, any big NHL names or anything like that and any funny stories uh, the company I worked for I didn't specifically work on his place but uh, Jeff O'Neill Ho-Dog's place we did some work oh there. they must have been like some kind of barbecue there and a little Portable, portable uh, or inflatable McDonald's. Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but <laughs> is, there, is there ketchup on that? I heard. Uh, I heard stories that he really wanted to get in the excavator, and they're like, ah, I don't know. And he's like, Let me in. Let me in. You're drunk. <laughs> let him in, and he was spinning around in the excavator and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No, pretty typical. Um, I just see him like accidentally like knocking over his house or something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Those things are pretty big and they're expensive. I wouldn't, oh, yeah. I wouldn't let many people in them. No, no, um, God, no. I wouldn't want to put myself in that thing either. I'm trying to think. Uh, I know they're doing they're they're doing uh, Ty Domi's place this summer. 
my brother was doing the irrigation there. Um, Wendell Clark's got a place in Port Sandfield, I know. Oh, did you, did you talk to Cam about Wendell Clark? He loves him, eh? Oh, he yeah. loves him so much. He was so fired up when I, I, he put that picture up of his girlfriend. His girlfriend. I'm like, first of all, like, why are you doing that? You save that for yourself. <laughs> then yeah, I know, just garbage jersey. I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I told him, like, nice uh, Wendell jersey. He's like, how do you know what you I'm like, well, yeah, it said 1-7 on the, sh- on the shoulders. Like, I saw that it was. Not, not many famous uh, Leafs with 1-7, right? <laughs> Yeah, it was like one on one side, seven on the other. I'm like, yeah, it was a one o'clock change. He was so stoked. Oh, buddy, I love it so much. Oh, God. Oh, buddy. I got to get a Leaf jersey with with uh, some a name on the back. I, Who are you thinking? Uh, probably get a Marner jersey. Oh, yeah. Not not Matthews, eh? Matthews is sick. Marner, I like the way Marner plays. Yeah? Is that more your style when you're playing? Yeah. Yeah? Except I was grittier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can see you being a little gritty, but man, let me tell you, ladies and gents, uh, this guy's got some filthy mitts when we're playing street <laughs> hockey. It'll be so frustrating because you're just like, yeah, I'm open. Yeah, I'm open. I'm open. I'm still open. And he's just like doing all these dangles around. And like, you, you don't need to do one deke around a person. You need to do like five dekes around that same person to really embarrass them. <laughs> and you won't pass until you get by them and have at least one shot on net. And then if, it, then if you get the rebound again, you'll pass it to somebody else. Oh, come on. I'll set I set up. Yeah, every now and then. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm set up, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, you do have some nice passes for sure. <laughs> no, but when it, oh, I think there was one time where it was you and Tompkins on the same line, and yeah, you guys. He likes to shoot, so he, I'll just pass it to he's him. He's got a really it. nice shot. So, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I pass to him all the time, and he's thrilled. He's always like, "Yeah, loops. Thanks for the pass. Nice pass, loops. Someone's eggs are ready. Fuck her hair." <laughs> <laughs> No, no, there's some guys up there, up, up here, that have some really good street hockey skills for sure. Um, I like playing with Flo because he's got that uh, field hockey experience. So he, yeah. He knows where to go. Yeah. I think there was uh, one game where it was you, Flo, and who else was it? Nelson or something? I think it was Nelson. Uh, I don't think it was Nelson, but yeah, it was pretty, pretty vicious. No, it wasn't Nelson because it was uh, when I put up the Eastern versus Western teams. One of the East was still on the line. Like you, you, the, the, the three of you were all, all from out East. I'm pretty sure it was Nelson. No, no, well, Nelson was out West. It was somebody else. You're going Manitoba is West? Manitoba was West, yeah. Yeah, no, it was somebody else East. Lucas, it was Lucas. Was it Lucas? You, you, Flo, and uh, Lucas. It was. You guys were line, and you guys were just like, it was three passes and in. And like I don't know who I was with, but we just couldn't stop you. It was it was very frustrating. <laughs> Spencer was in net. He was yelling you at me. You with uh, Bennett? Oh yeah, I felt pretty else. bad. I kind of gave Bennett a talking to afterwards. And like, <laughs> just just cover a man. You he's know? never played sports. No, no, he's a good, really good kid too. Oh, and like, he's there's a great guy. there's some times where he like, there was another game where we were playing together, and he was just lighting it up. Man, was, I was in net. He sniped me a bunch of times. Yeah, there's yeah. Stupid. I was playing with him one time, and it was just killing it. And another that one time when we were playing against you, it was just like. Oh, come on, just, just just cover that area. Just don't let, <laughs> if there's a guy in front of the net, don't let a stick be on the ground. <laughs> that was a little frustrating, but eh, whatever. It's it's freaking hockey. It's street hockey. It's not even not even the, you know, coast-to-coast cup. Man, that's the one thing. I, I need to figure out a way to get my gear back from Ottawa to Huntsville so I can play. Yeah, you do. I miss, because I, I usually play, I usually play more hockey in the summer than in the wintertime nowadays. Because my dad's got ice, and we go every Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And I, that's the one thing I've been missing this summer is not being able to play hockey. 
for sure. You need to bring your gear out here, even in the summertime, because there's those uh, draft tournaments I go to. Yeah. And the one in Calgary, then they have one in Canmore in May. I'll and try and get my gear out here next year and do yeah. one of those. That'd yeah, be man. fun. That'd be really good, especially if you... Well, no, you'll be... When is your school end? May? Uh, April? End of April. End of April. Oh, yeah, no, you'll be yet. fine. You'll be fine. You'll miss... Uh, You'll miss the hockey up here, but you'll be able to might, maybe, uh, you might have the possibility to go with some of those draft tournaments, which are a lot of fun. Yeah. Pretty cheap, Tournament, too. Tournaments are fun. Oh, man, they're, they're a blast. The blasty blast. Uh, what was I going to bring up with you? Um, you know, we're talking about street hockey all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't even know how we uh, got to that point. Yeah, we're talking about cottage country and, you know, just yeah. working with those guys, and then we're just chirping about. Oh, yeah, we're talking about Oh yeah, like other that. other guys up north have played because Colin used to play OHL just as like practice squad, and then Chubbs did too, his practice squad as well. So that yeah, Colin slap shots. I remember blocking one. That did not feel good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get him up to Ottawa, and we're gonna play some hockey. Oh yeah, see what he's like on the ice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got I got a feeling game. he's gonna be terrible. Uh, terribly good. Like it's just gonna be not fun for you. He well, I'm well. It'll He's be, pretty light on his feet. He's in great shape. We'll be he is. We'll be on the same uh, intramural team. Oh okay. Have, oh, you're gonna, gonna be on the same team. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah, because at school we do intramurals and like I don't know. There's not there's not like really any rules to the league. It's just kind of show up, sign the the sign in sheet, mm -hmm. and then you play. Right. So and like sometimes we'll have games on Saturday nights or Sunday nights. Not everybody goes. Mm -hmm. So. There's always spots open. So if he comes up, I'll get him on, sign him on, <laughs> see if we can play a game. It'd be a lot of fun. No, totally. No, like he, he I, I have a feeling that he's going to be like one of those guys you just watch and like, wow, that's awesome. He's got good foot speed. He talks which about he probably his, does. Oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah. And he's a he's a big he's a big D man. Well, it's gonna be funny because I'm gonna interview him before he leaves, hoping to, and then yeah, on here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then he'll listen to this and he'll be like, oh, should we chirp him before we, before we yeah, get yeah, on? Yeah, poops. Here. I was going poops. Poops. I'm going to introduce you know, all my buddies poops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is Before poop. he even shows up. I like so, that. Call him poops. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> what a guy. And then, um, yeah, because like, he talks about his twin just being this one guy. He's, he's like, yeah, if he came up here and played. Like, that's one thing I was like, we're, we're talking about in the gazebo, him and I, is just, why didn't he come up here? He went to Ontario Fire. Yeah. And it's just like, man, he's like, yeah, if he was up here with street hockey, he'd be making everyone look stupid. I'm like, yeah, he's that good? And he's like, oh, yeah better I'm like okay well he's not in the show <laughs> it's funny with brothers one's usually a defenseman one's usually forward my younger brother's d-man yeah he's a good d-man i always thought like they'd be kind of paired it's just like you both would be defense or you both would be forward or well, something because no, like one's always got it the younger brother usually is the one who plays net right so, yeah because <laughs> i gotta work on my one-timer well, well you look at the nhl and there's scott and rob niedemeyer so one center one defenseman and then you got uh the Sutter brothers where i don't think any of them played defense I think all of them played forward. Maybe Rich played defense. How crazy is that an entire family can go through the NHL like that? The entire but one. There was one brother who was a lawyer, and he apparently was the best hockey player of the family. So rumor has it. Never saw him the show. Never saw him the show. It's bullshit. Even like the stalls. Or like <clears throat> the stalls. Both just the amount, of, the amount of brothers that make it to the NHL is crazy. I think it's just that family pedigree after a while, or like the... Well, once you, one, you get in, right? And then and, it's like, oh, well, we're scouting, rings we're scouting him, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, like, yeah. like you look at the stalls, and what's the youngest one? Um, there's, there's Eric, who's the oldest. Then Mark is the second oldest. Jordan. And Jared. And Jared. Jared isn't that good. And they were all saying, oh, he's the best, he's the best. And he never, what, he, 16 NHL games? 
Yeah, I don't know. Are but all... once you get a stall name in there, it's just like the Stroms. It's just like... Three uh... of them were on the Hurricanes. <clears throat> yep. Last year, they were playing uh, It was Jordan, so... Eric, and then Jared were in the system. Jared only got to play a few games. But, uh, and then Mark and York, Eric played it with right? New York. Yep. And now Eric's over in uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota. But yeah, no, it's, it's really crazy when you get brothers going on there. Uh, I already mentioned the Espositos. You had Phil and Tony. But... It was before my time. I don't, I don't watch those games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of funny sometimes. But then you got the Sedins. So I always made made the joke to call them there. It's like, oh, well, you guys, you guys didn't play on the same line or anything like that? And like have this weird chemistry where you could just like do like 18 back, you know, just pa- no look, other, no look. Pass. Find each other on the ice. Exactly. <clears throat> no look. One timer. No. I don't know if they played on the same team. They played on the same team, but they never. me they played on the same team, but then he got traded. Oh really? Well, we'll get the scoop, and you can listen to that later. Okay. The one-on-one exclusive. Okay, I'll, First time I'll, ever. I'll tune in to the whole the drama. Colin poops. Eisner. <laughs> Eisner. Yeah. Eisner. Isnor. <laughs> How do you say his last name? It's spelled O-R, but it's pronounced E-R. Is it? Yeah, he told me that. That's so weird. And then you got the C in front of it, so it looks like Cisner. Kaisner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, what, are your, what are your long-term goals and plans? You going to hope to live in Ontario, maybe jump around the country, uh, I try out for I hockey in Europe? Here. Oh, if I could play hockey in Europe, that would be the dream. <laughs> Just like an Italian league or Hungarian league oh, or something. I'd play anywhere. That'd be sick. <laughs> Like an, the out of the ring could be outdoors. I don't care. Be mm. sick. Play like Switzerland. That'd be unreal. Oh, that's that's too high level for you. Yeah, You'd have to play Swiss like league. third league or something. Maybe Slovenia. Yeah, be, Romania. That would be pretty cool. I got one of my buddies going over in the fall. He mm-hmm. got picked up by a team in Sweden, I think. He's okay. In Sweden, yeah. 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 He's he's a good hockey player. That's awesome. Yeah, it'll be cool to see how that goes for him. Talk to him after he comes back. That's that's pretty cool. If I could, that would be, if I could redo it, like, obviously I'm happy that I went to university, but it would be also be cool to try mm-hmm. and play as long as I could. If I could do that over again, I would. But it's kind of, it's pretty hard to go places in hockey. There's so many people who play it. Yeah. No, that's the thing for sure, too. And like, I always thought, this is like, again, not very good at hockey, but like, what di- division could I play at? <laughs> you know, is there any chance I could make any money? And like you look at some of those guys who are goons, and they just get paid money just to fight. You know, there's that fighting league in Quebec. Yeah. And there's the IHL. That was kind <laughs> like of a joke league as well. Game. Yeah, exactly. The guys exactly. are animals. Even in Europe. Like we, I met some Canadian guys that were playing in the English uh, Premier League, and they, were, they actually didn't get too bad a pay. Like, their, their flat was covered. Hmm. Their apartment was covered by the team. Um, they'd get free training, so they could go to the gym and train there. Yeah. Their ice time was paid for. Man, you uh, get so much. If yeah. you play sports, you yeah. get so much stuff paid they, for you. They play like one game a week. Their Phenomenal. travel is paid for. Um, the biggest thing was is when they had to go to the rink, they would have to pay their own, obviously. Like, mostly they drive themselves. And then their gear they had to pay for themselves. So like any time they broke a stick, they'd have to buy a new stick oh, and all that shit. Shitty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what was it? Like There was a thing, too. When I, went, I went to this game in Edinburgh, the Edinburgh Capitals. And they had that thing where you could sponsor a player. So you could sponsor their gloves for this much money or sponsor their skates for oh, that really? much money or whatever. Yeah, like he helped pay for it. Edinburgh, I think. Is that the team that had the purple kilt jerseys? Maybe maybe it's like a fun thing. My their buddies, name is the Edinburgh Capitals. And I was like, why isn't their socks, legs, like they look like legs with the, like, the Highland socks and the flashing. And why isn't their pants like kilt? Yeah, my buddy's sister, her husband, they just got married recently, played on that team. 
No kidding. He still does, I guess. No way. Yeah. On that, do you ever remember seeing it on Bar Down the TSN thing that they had the purple kilt jerseys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, he was on that team. No way. Yeah, it was wicked. Edinburgh Capitals, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, there's a couple of um, there's a couple of Canadian guys I met there because what was funny is my buddy and I we went to the game and then afterwards and this rink was freaking old like the seats were from World War Two. Like, they were, like, kind of those really crappy wooden chairs. Yeah. You know, you used to have, like, for, like assemblies and stuff in elementary. Yeah. yeah. they were, like, really crappy old wooden chairs. So we're sitting in these old freaking things. And then afterwards, we're like, oh, let's go for a drink at, like, the local pub. And so we're asking. It's like, oh, what's some good pubs? They're like, oh, there's this one that's okay, but this one's a lot better. I'm like, all right, we'll go there for a couple of times. And we go there. And then, like, must have been, like, 25 guys show up. All like their mid twenties and the early thirties, and it's the freaking Capitals. It's the whole it's the whole hockey team. And there's all these food trays being brought up for them for free, and That's they, they a bunch of them sit with us, and we're just bullshitting like, oh yeah, like well I was playing here, and a lot of them were from a lot of them were from Slovakia, a few were from Latvia, a few were from Finland. How much you make doing that? How much I don't think you make? You, I don't think you make that much. I think we're asking them, and I think it was low. It's probably around like. They probably made somewhere around like fifty grand a year. That's fine with me. That, that's fine. That's totally <laughs> that's livable. Totally that's totally fine livable. With me. It might have been lower. It might have been lower in the English Premier League. Like it 30, might have been like 30, thirty or between thirty and fifty. All depends on how good you were and shit. And I don't think the Capitals were doing that hot that year. Like there weren't like any names I recognized, and uh, there was a lot of other players. Was that the year I went? And there was a half a year lockout. I think it was. Yes, it was. There's probably some good players. Because um, right? what is it? Uh, Sestito. Tom Sestito was playing in the English League. Yeah, tough guy for Phil. Yep, and then um, not Chris Stewart. Anthony Stewart was playing there. And I want to say Cam Cam Jansen? Is that his name? They got the tough guy from Blues. He played for the Blues, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Brian McGratton played there for a bit. Um, Another guy who played Heemskirk. No, not not Heemskirk. there's another guy that was playing in San Jose for a while. He was over there, and they, I was just like, holy man, like, there's all these names. And then I went to Austria, and Tyler Myers was playing, Sam Gagne, Johnny Boychuk, Tobias Enstrom. I wonder if those guys like, don't even mind a lockout every now and then so they can go and play like, over in Europe Not at all. go experience what's, a little something What's different. shitty for those guys that, are just, that, are, that, that just make those teams? When there's a lockout and all those guys yeah, from North America, like, and they're like, "Oh, we don't need you anymore." You're like, you can go down to our farm team, which is nothing. Yeah. So I don't think they make too much money in those leagues. Maybe if you're playing Swiss league, maybe a bit more money, like or the Joe Swedish Thor league. Going over to HC Davos. So yeah. Every time there's yeah, a lockout, just exactly. goes and hangs out with that team. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's doing all right there. And then all those Swedish guys just like they always got a spot reserved for them. Like whenever Alfredson had like the lockout going on, he's like, "Oh yeah, I got it. I got my spot for London to play for." No, they're they're doing okay, but. Yeah, I'm not sure how much money they'd be making. Not a whole heck of a lot. I'll have to... Enough to get by. I, and you're playing hockey, so, like, what do you care? One of uh, one of the girls I used to work with at Jasper Brewing Company, her dad's a coach at uh, in the Austrian League. And I guess he used to be the assistant coach for the Tampa Bay Lightning the year before they won the Cup. Man, I'm going to And he it. coached Sarnia Sting a long time, too. So I was like, oh, man, if I go to Austria, i got some time, maybe we'll do a podcast with him. That'd be cool. <laughs> I'm going to get into coaching when I'm a parent. Well, that'd be wicked. I'm going to coach the shit out of my kids' team. That'd I'd love be to awesome. coach. That's, that's one thing is, like, if I ever got RCMP, I'd just be, like, part of the community right off the bat, like, coaching basketball, football. Football would be awesome because I actually know what's going on in that sport. Yeah. <laughs> Hockey, I'd be like, yeah, I hit that guy. There's no way it's I could Pee-wee. watch. It's <laughs> Just hit him. <laughs> There's no way I could watch from the stands. There's no way. I'm so goddamn bored. I got to be a part of it. How tall is your girlfriend? 
She's taller than me. Oh, she I was gonna be like, if she's like five foot two, you guys should breed like a jockey. <laughs> no man, <laughs> just I'm, coach him and jockey. Yeah, no, I'm on. trying to get a hockey player. <laughs> I gotta bump the height up. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Find find a girl that's six foot tall. Yeah. At least they're gonna cut, like maybe he'll come out like Johnny Gaudreau size, eh? Yeah. Hopefully oh, bigger Ky- than that. Kyler Yamamoto. What was he? Five foot six, five foot five. I think he was five foot five and a half. Just a short, short guy. Not many of those guys there. Pretty damn hard. Uh, coming up with the final questions here. You have any pet peeves? Things that just bug you, just rub you the dirt in my eye. I've had dirt in my eye for three days now. <laughs> three I'm cups l- of sand out of my eyeballs. I'm living it right now. <laughs> yeah. I can't get it out. It's still in there today. It's still in there. Off. Did you try running the hot water under uh, no, no. any kind of water when yeah, you're in the shower? Splashing it in my face yet last night and this morning. Eye drops <laughs> and staring into the the faucet on the. Oh Jesus! Oh, it's awful. I can't get it out. <laughs> other than that, I don't know. Pet peeves. Bad drivers. People driving slow in the fast lane. No signals. Parking. One thing that bugs me is parking. When people park and they park, like, when when you line up next to the sidewalk and there's, like, that much room, you know, like a good, like, four feet gap. And it's just like, what are you doing? I definitely have more pet peeves. What else? Put on the spot, eh? What are yours? Maybe I can get the ball rolling. Oh, God. Well, parking is really annoying. Driving can be really bad, but I try to take back on the driving because I, there's a lot of times where I can screw up while driving. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, ah, oh, I'll be forgiving there. Like, yeah, okay, I understand that. I understand that. Um, lineups at uh, oh, the airport. I was going to say lines. Lines. Like, when, lines. When, when people are like, you know, it's like, oh, now boarding this section. And it's just like everybody goes. I'm like, what are I you doing? I just, I wait. I'm the last person on the plane. I just, sit, I, I just sit in the chair. And I'm just like, where are you going to go? Like, are you going to get to your destination faster? No. no. I'm going to sit down here. Not when they call without, me. Not leaving without me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like when I call my section, I'm going to get up and go. Even then, I wait until the, like, the line's done. Oh, yeah. I'll be the last person on. Yeah. It's just like, all right, now seating section C. And I'll be like. All right, well, I'll wait to that because we're the last ones on the plane. I'll wait till that's it, done, so that I can like I, I I hate standing. I don't like standing that much. Yeah, no. If I can sit, I'm, I like to I'm sit. I'm an impatient person. I don't like waiting. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and like this is one of the questions where it kind of catches you off guard because you don't. You're the kind of person that's not always like thinking like, oh, frick, I hate this, I hate that. And yeah, so, no, try not to be negative. Yeah, yeah. So it takes a little while for me to think of things I'm not a big fan of either. Um, I don't know. I, what else I also I also don't like how how dirty and messy things can be. Like our rec shack, oh, it it drives me up the wall when people don't recycle. Like they mm-hmm. put the bottles and juice boxes in the recycle bin, or they leave it, everything laying around. Like yeah, when coffee I'm... cups and half half consumed water bottles. Oh my you, god, you hate that, that. pisses me off. <laughs> pisses me right off. Yeah, I, I want to I want to take that and just throw it in the person's face. Like the water, not the actual bottle. I don't want to get charged with <laughs> like assault on a rookie. When I'm when I'm living in Ottawa at my own place. I feel like I'm my mom sometimes because yeah. I'm just like, all these things my mom would always get pissed off at me, I'm getting pissed off yeah. at me. Like, because when you're living in your own... Who forgot to clean the dryer lint sheet? You're God just like, damn it. <laughs> or just like, someone will eat McDonald's and then just leave it there for days. And I'm like, who the fuck ate McDonald's and left it there? Just throw the garbage. You know There's seven garbages around here. You know what else is freaking terrible? Is when um, you're in the bathroom, uh, at the, the stall. And there's the frickin' toilet paper that stand up. Like, no one took <laughs> off the know, roll. And it's on the <laughs> no, no one takes yeah. off the empty roll to put the new one in. They just keep stacking it up. Oh, like, like just... 
does it take that much out of your day? And I remember hearing there was a study about millennials, like they won't even like rinse their cereal bowl. Like what I do, if I have cereal in the morning when I'm back home or whatever, I'll rinse the bowl and I'll just put it off to the side of the sink and I'll just keep using that bowl in the morning because it's just cereal, yeah. you know, it's not like it's a soup and it's gonna crust it over. So I'll rinse it and I'll just use it the next day. I usually try and wash my stuff immediately after using it. That's another good one, like, yeah. If I have one plate and one fork, and just like rinse them, yeah. and then it's done. Yeah. But if everybody starts putting, and then you got five plates and mm -hmm. five shit, and it's just like, and it's out of control. No, I, I just, the biggest thing for me is like, it's kind of like the, whatever you say, do the opposite of. So it's like, if you turn something on, turn it off. If you leave something, the lights pick on. it up. I hate the lights on in the basement. Or with TV Nobody's on. down there. Like, I know people that leave the TV on and they'll like go away to work. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I had one roommate, he was complaining about the bills being too much, but he would be leaving the lights on and he would mm -hmm. run his laundry in the middle of the day on like mm -hmm. Monday. I'm like, if you're complaining, stop fucking doing that. Like, mm -hmm. just, everybody knows, do it after seven. Yep. It's not oh, that hard. Or like when there's something that's in the way, obviously in the way, and no one ever does it. Like they'll be like, oh man, the, the, you know, the people I was living with this last winter, it's like, oh man, like the sidewalks are really icy, eh? Shovel them. <laughs> or the driveway, not shoveling the driveway. Just yeah. like, <laughs> and like just, just packing the snow over and over and over love again. him. He's one of my best friends ever. But he would just, he's such a meathead sometimes. He's like, <laughs> he had the, he had the car. So like, mm -hmm. sometimes I'd shovel the driveway just because I had nothing better to do. But like, sometimes I'd leave it because it's his car. And he would just plow through the snowbank <laughs> and drive up and plow out of it. <laughs> like, just shovel the driveway. Uh, no, if you get, if like, the one thing my parents always got me to do is like, oh, you should shovel a sidewalk. I'm like, it's still snowing. Like, it's dumping out there. I'll oh, shovel it. And it's like, no, no, no. I'm going to wait till it's done and then I'll shovel it all. Man, which really? I would wait for and then I would do it because as soon as you start walking on the sidewalk or the driveway or whatever like that, then it just packs it down and it's yeah. a real pain in the ass. So what I'd do is I'd wait till it stops snowing and I'd just do it all and it'd be all done in like 20 minutes tops. Man, one day we had such a bad snowstorm last winter. I think I shoveled three times in one day. Like, just kept coming down. No kidding. It was ridiculous. There was one, I think we broke the record. I don't know, Ontario or whatever. Ottawa got 55 centimeters of snow in one day or something. Mm. One snowfall, which is a ridiculous amount. <laughs> it's a lot of snow. I know. But have you, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, how many books have you read while up here? Mm, three. three. Three books? What, what books? Uh, two that my buddy gave me. One was... Uh, Living with a Seal for 30 Days, mm -hmm. which was a really good book. Easy read. Oh, man. Just bouncing balls around on their nose and eating fish. and Man, no. Going, the guy, arf, arf, the guy arf. was intense. No, not that seal. <laughs> <laughs> no. You, you, you didn't get what I was going into. Yeah, I got <laughs> um, Man, the guy was so intense. Like, he ran, you know those 100-mile races mm -hmm. that they run? Like, the ultra marathons, yeah, they yeah. call them? Yeah. This guy ran one, uh, and he only ate a box of crackers and like had one what? one wa one water bottle what yeah this is intense how do you live? and and they had and the one he was doing it was like teams of four and each person runs a leg and they tag off mm -hmm. and he ran the whole thing himself he didn't have a team he just ran it by himself is and he, is he structurally different than us like he's a by the description of the book he's just a gargantuan human and just an <laughs> intense person and he was like so he's living with this guy and they would do their, they they called them like fun runs or something or their warm-up runs, but they were yeah. eight-mile runs, which is not a warm-up. And they'd do it twice a day. And like, then he would do that. They'd work out like these crazy workouts. And then at night, 
like he would uh, set up a, a oxygen deprivation tank and sleep in an oxy- <laughs> oxygen deprivation tank, like depriving himself of oxygen. What is this guy doing to himself? <laughs> Just training because he's a nut. Jesus. Sounds like a terrible thing to do to yourself. Yeah, and then there was another story in the book where they were up at their cottage or something, and they did their runs, their their two eight mile runs a day, and then he's they went for dinner or something, and he's like, ah, I'm not feeling that hungry. I'm just gonna go on the spin bike. So he goes on the spin bike, and then the next morning the guy gets up and he goes downstairs and he's still on the spin bike. He had been on the spin bike for ten hours. <laughs> Next thing you're gonna tell me is like for food training, he's gonna have like one Cadbury mini egg and not eat anything else. It's like, yeah, I had one mini egg. I didn't eat the rest of the the bag or anything like that. Yeah, I don't know. So that book was cool. It was some of the stories were out of this world. I couldn't Mm. believe it. And it was an easy read and it was good. And then uh, I read Anthony Kiedis's book, The Red Hot Chili Peppers Lead Singer. That's a crazy book. That was also crazy in a different regard that guy did <laughs> things to his body that i couldn't imagine he did this much heroin it didn't die <laughs> seriously it was just like overload on drugs i'm like i didn't even know that was possible um and for a long time too like since he was like 12 to like 35 he had a very weird upbringing <laughs> like, from his dad didn't he yeah his dad yeah. was a strange guy yeah um changed his name to blackie then he was referred to as blackie and like the dad or the dad oh, okay yeah. so you don't call him blackie and then he would apparently he would get like super into his movie roles because he was an aspiring actor. Mm-hmm. So anytime he had a movie role, he would become that character. So then one time he was auditioning for like transvestite. So oh then he, god! And he was a transvestite for like a couple weeks or a month or however long it was, and like yeah, he was full blown transvestite. <laughs> <laughs> like he got right into his character. Holy shit! It was ridiculous. Definitely then, an unusual upbringing. Yeah, and then I read. Um, the Louis Zampernini book. The I forget what it was called. Who's that? The war one, where he was uh, he was a, a runner, okay. Olymp- Olympic runner, and then uh, the war hit, and he got conscripted into the oh yes uh, into unbroken flight, into flight unbroken yeah, yeah. into flight school. Yeah, they made that movie now. Then they crashed, and he survived in the ocean on a little life raft and mm-hmm. sharks and. <laughs> yeah ridiculous and then not only did he survive it was like 40 days mm-hmm. in a little life raft and they had no food they caught like a few fish and they snagged a few birds and that was about it no water nothing they they drank rain that they collected in like their boot or something mm-hmm. and then they got picked up and then he endured like three years of war camps in japan and got just brutally brutally abused would rather be in the life raft <laughs> seriously and yeah that was a crazy book um those are the only three i've gotten through i didn't really i didn't really read a whole lot until this summer like i was always kind of a big reader as a kid but mm-hmm. then i stopped for a long time yeah no me too and i picked it back up this summer yeah, when i was in grade six we had the the uh you have to read a book i think it was like every week you'd pick a book and you have to finish it and write a little book report about it every week that's a lot of books. Yeah, that was too, maybe it was maybe it was every two weeks. I think it was every two weeks. Fifty bucks a year. Well, for school year, mind <laughs> you. And so, like, I was just hard on the the, the Hardy Boys, like, because they were like one hundred and thirty page books, oh, and boy. you could just crush them no problem. And I just write a little review about it. Yeah. Sometimes I get pretty close to 
you know, finished, like, you know, coming up to that two-week period or one-week period, whatever it was, and it's just like, all right, what happened in the end? <laughs> Man, I don't think, uh, I, I, don't think I read a single book in, in high school English. I couldn't stand the books they picked for us. You know, I didn't read any there was a lot of tough ones there, too. One that, the internet. One that was really good, and it's a Canadian book. Um, it's written in the first, second, and third person. Really interesting. It's called The Wars, and that's like 120 pages. Super fast read. Never read that one. It wasn't bad at all. And then uh, the other one I really liked, I still like to this day, um... Watership Down, that was really good. And cool. it's, it's about the rabbits that try to survive, and they have like, their own little community going on and stuff. There's a YTV cartoon about it when we were kids. Or when I was a kid, maybe you were just <laughs> a baby. <laughs> um, and another one I was actually just thinking about this morning is called Raising Abel. And it's about, um, we had to read, read it in our biology class, I'm pretty sure it was, when I was in senior high. And it ended up being kind of like, uh, they, they cloned these kids from... What were they? This is a really, it was a thick book, and I read it a, a long time ago. And it wasn't the Neanderthals. It was another group. They kind of like, you know, because the Neanderthals were our ancestors. There was another uh, split in the evolutionary chain where one was going one way, and then we went the other way, and we eventually killed those people. <laughs> yeah. Or they died off or something. They didn't survive. Anyway, they found um, remains of those people, and they got their genes and cloned them. And then there's these uh, religious fanatics, and they're trying to get rid of them. Hmm. Yeah, and it was, so it was kind of like Jurassic Park, but for people. <laughs> and yeah, these re religious fanatics, and the FBI was involved, and these religious fanatics like captured the FBI guy, and they, you know, doused him in like alcohol and put like cut his brake lines and shit. So it was like super like like uh, cover up kind of thing. It was really interesting. It was a really good book. I really liked it. And I was like, man, this could be a movie. That's what I always think of when I read one of these books that's not a movie yet. I'm like, this could definitely be a movie. And I always really, like think about like what actors they could use in it and that part and everything too. And I, I can't believe how many actors like you that. know. Man, I just, I just, like, I just like movies. Oh, movies. Yeah, man. You know, do you ever read the City of Ember? Have you ever read that? I've book? heard of it. Yeah, that's one of my favorite books. Oh. and it's like a sequel. There's a bunch of other ones, but I only really read the first one. It was good. Mm. It's super cool. It's like it's about like a. I don't know if it's like in the future. I guess it's in the future. It's kind of like an apocalyptic world. Mm. But at the beginning of the book, I don't really want to spoil it for people who haven't read it. But <laughs> Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Fast forward 30 seconds, maybe. They're, they're living underground mm -hmm. because they their ancestors, like, yes, I've heard about this was book. fucked, so I've they went down. Yeah. But then they had a bunch of generations, so then the people living down underground didn't know why they were there. Like, mm -hmm. they, that's all they've ever known. Mm -hmm. So... Then they're just like, everything's getting fucked because they've been down there longer than the plan was. Like the plan was to like go down for a hundred years, come back up when, yeah. when the tops get again. Yeah, okay. But so then they were down everyone, there. Everyone just thought that was normal there. Yeah. Yeah. So like they'd gone down, but then the, like the, I don't know, they had a box of secrets that had the plan in it and the way out that got lost. So then the people down there, that was just their life. Mm -hmm. And then like the city started like to fall apart. The electricity went out. Like they had these things called the blackouts mm -hmm. that would last longer and longer and longer. So, like, the, once the electricity was out there in the pitch black, they're underground. So they're trying to, like, then it's, like, their adventure to try and find their way out of the city yeah. and get back to the top. You kinda, it's, like, one of those post-apocalyptic post, post -apocalyptic world kind yeah. of things. It reminds me of the chrysalids. I never watched the chrysalids. Sorry, I read the chrysalids, but uh, it's kind of the same idea. It really interests me, like, with those uh, post-apocalyptic worlds yeah. where, like, especially when you when you go away from society. Because, like, it makes you wonder, like, how many were actually going on during the Cold War, right? Because they were just preparing for, like, 30 years practically of cold war times and like happening right now yeah exactly exactly but um, this has only been for like a year 
with yeah. like like serious serious talks about this yeah. nuclear war for only Donald like a year. Tweeting like they a had crackhead they had like Twitter. thirty years of the, this bullshit, and so it just makes you wonder like how many times they actually had these underground um, evacuation yeah cities. and like so plans most... and stuff and like test test pilot batches kind of thing like where they they took some kids and they're like. They raised, like, say they probably took some orphans or something like raised that. Raised them underground and, and they raised them underground. And, no, and they, they just told them this is what this is and that's what that is. And you have to watch this video every morning or something like that. Like I, I watched, um, you probably never heard of it. It's called The Venture Bros. It's on Cartoon Network. No. One of those adult swim TV shows where it's cartoons for, you know, big kids. And they big go kids. a bunch of different, like, well, like, like, like us, right? <laughs> and uh, they have one where... Uh, this, well, there's this genius scientist, and then his kids are like kind of like the Hardy Boys, but it's, com- uh, you know, it's comedy, and so he, his dad was a great scientist as well, and he created all these different things, and there's this one where he created this, um, you know, post nuclear war safe house, and there were kids that were brought down there because they thought there was going to be a nuclear war. This is one of the episodes, hmm. and they got locked down there, and no one went back to get them because this guy's dad died died. And then and no one knew where Nobody this was and everything. Right? So these kids just kept rewatching this one video. It was like, oh, hygiene. And they're like cleaning themselves and all that kind of stuff. And they're, they think it's like their God kind of stuff. Weird. <laughs> yeah. And like, then he stumbles upon it and it's super weird. It's, it's, it's kind of a cool little uh, show and it dives into other uh, pop culture references, like different movies or books or TV shows and stuff like that. And hmm. makes fun of them in their own little episode way. But yeah, it's kind of weird with those post-apocalyptic things. And it also makes me wonder, like, how many, you know, underground bunkers there are in, like, Alaska and the Yukon and the High Arctic and shit, too. I wouldn't want to go underground <clears throat> in Alaska. Oh, God, it'd be, be so crazy. No, underground would probably be warmer than it would be above ground. Maybe. And also, there's a lot of parts of Alaska that are pretty nice and beautiful. Kind yeah, of like BC. <laughs> Even in the wintertime, not too bad. 20 hours of sunlight in the summer. <laughs> 20 hours of darkness in the winter. <laughs> yeah. Invaded by vampires and shit. Um... What are some of your favorite podcasts? You're a big podcast guy like I am. I've only gotten into podcasts this summer, just on Man Up and stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, definitely the Jane Dan podcast. Oh, great one. And the Joe Rogan one. Those are the two ones I listen to most. Um, so, like, the Joe Rogan one is cool because he's got so many. So oh, there's, like... So long. So long. And, like, you can scroll through and he's got comedians to... Like a bodybuilder I listened to the other day, and then he's got like neurosurgeons. neurosurgeons. He's everybody. You yeah. listen to all these types of conversations. It's pretty wicked. He's got to be a very learned, learned man. I think like, he is. Like, <laughs> definitely a renaissance guy. You know, like where he can he he's athletic and he's very open minded to a lot of things too. Yeah, yeah, extremely open minded. He's he's got a lot of interesting perspectives. That's why I kind of like listening to his psychedelic talks because like. <laughs> You don't really hear that from many yeah. people. It's kind of interesting. It was really funny when he had, he had a uh, conversation with Russell Brand, and he, like Russell Brand's like talking about, like, oh yeah, this. Nut. Oh, he's absolutely insane. He's like talking about like, the the natural highs that you can find, and then Joe Rogan's just like, yeah, I just like you know, I'll smoke a bunch of weed. <laughs> and it's like then I'll do like PCP and this and that and blah blah blah. Man, they're talking about. Uh, have you ever heard those? Uh, what's it called? Uh, it's like a zero gravity tub. Or whatever. It's got oh, a word for it. Yeah, I know what so you're talking you, like, about. You and then you start hallucinating because, like, your brain just starts because, playing tricks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, because you're There's so There's a Simpsons weightless. episode on it. Yeah, where you're just, like, yeah. you're hanging out and it's enclosed and stuff. And yeah. it, it kind of, you just, you just hear your, your own thoughts yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to try one of those. I've heard that you can have bad a bad time doing that <laughs> because you're stuck. Yeah. But 
Uh, if you don't have a problem with claustrophobia, probably, yeah. Yeah, Joe Rogan, I was listening to, he was talking about, he's got one at his house, and he does it all the time just as a way to decompress. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool. Yeah. Because you're, like, you're literally, like, you're floating. Like, I guess the way it is is it makes you, I don't know if you're sit, whatever seat you're on is just perfect, and you sit there, and nothing is touching anything, and it's, it's dark, and mm-hmm. there's no noise, and so you're just, like, weightless. And then apparently you're brain activity like yeah is probably just goes, way more intense yeah yeah probably just goes like, like a hamster looked, wheel yeah i looked it up there's one in calgary yeah yeah there's one around there's gotta be one back home for you too there's yeah. gotta be one in ottawa for all those crazy politicians yeah, i want to try it i'm gonna try it yeah give it a show yeah. hey, i'll call you later we'll record another one I'm like how was it it's like oh man i changed my ways or i'll be like oh i'm freaking the fuck the end is near no no I, like there's a bunch of other ones i wanted to try check out as well like i really want to try acupuncture yeah, and I, and I know that's like totally different than like the whole weightless thing that you're just talking about, but yeah. it, it, it's definitely a stress reliever and muscle relaxant. Those are big. They put big ass uh, needles. In I'm them. not a big fan of needles either, so this would be really interesting for me. <laughs> and I'm a twitchy person too. I twitch a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll be sleeping and I'll twitch myself awake. Like I don't know if I could do acupuncture. I'd, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they put one in my spine and twitch. Yeah. The enemy. <laughs> Paralyzed. Boom. Boom. Happened. That'd be awful. Uh, what was I have here? Oh, I'm yeah. Just because uh, we were talking about hypotheticals before as well. Oh, you're going to do Chalupa's uh, hypotheticals? Kind of, yeah. Like, yeah they're, they're always fun little things, especially, you know, back when I was in high school, we'd always have stupid ones where it's like, would you rather, you know, burn alive or drown and stuff like that? Or right. would you rather stub your toe or paper cut or things like that? Like, oh, you, that's a tough one. <laughs> paper cut or stub your toe? Like, really bad. Like, you fucking smash your toe. Yeah, I think I'd go paper cut. They don't really bother me too much, but, like, how bad is the paper cut, too? I'm, I'm getting jittery thinking about it right between, now. And, and like, where? Like, right between your fingers? Ugh. It's rough. It's rough. Dubbing your toe sucks so bad. Oh, it's, and, like, which toe? Like, the pinky oh. toe? That one you just want to rip off after oh. you stub it. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> it just hurts thinking about it. Oh, man. Uh, the one I had here was... Uh, we, we kind of talked about this before, too. Okay. Would you rather know how to play all the instruments in the world moderately well or speak every language in the world fluently? Uh, probably languages. Yeah? Yeah, I, I've tried to learn French. And it's hard. <laughs> JB's over there. He's like, yeah, I ain't speaking no problem. It's easy. It's easy. My girlfriend learned it two years fluently. Yeah, I, I would love to be able to speak every language. It'd be wicked. Mm. Well, playing instruments is pretty sick, too. Yeah. But you said moderately well, so it's not yeah. like I could actually, like, shred. Well, yeah, no, you, you can play, let's say, like, you could play, like, 30 songs off the top of your head. Well, with, that's, with, that's with better than moderate. That's yeah, I don't know. Well, I can play, like, 25 songs in my mandolin. Oh, playing instruments would be sick. And, like, too. every instrument, too. Like, oh, you just pick it up yeah. and you know how to play it. The triangle, yeah. the tambourine. Oh, the harmonica, oh. the hurdy-gurdy, <laughs> the cello, the bass. You just slap that bass. Instruments are pretty sick. They are pretty sick. Definitely get you That's laid. A, oh, yeah. But then be also... Good conversation starter, dude. Yeah. You'd be at the bar and be like, hey. But just like... To, but like this, this is why I thought it was so tough because I really respect instruments and, you know, art and everything, too. But I also, you know, I, I'm a very worldly person. And just to be able to communicate with somebody Being, yeah. in their language, I think is very... Like, if... I always feel so bad because we come from a country where we're supposed to be bilingual, but we're not. I'm so not. We're <laughs> farthest. But then you go to places bilingual. like Switzerland where they have like Everybody four official five languages. languages. Yeah, and then they, or other countries where they're like, 
you go to Slovenia. Chances yeah. are most of them have never been to England before, but they can speak English. It's, Man, when I was traveling, I, I still stick with the language thing. Because when I was traveling, like, it was like two months of just gibberish everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't understand anything anybody was saying, any conversations around me, any signs. Everything was gibberish. Mm-hmm. It would be sweet to be able to understand everything. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with that. I'll stick with that. Yeah, yeah. Every language? Yeah, yeah. I think I'd kind of lean towards that way, too. It's like a 60-40. But yeah. I think I think every language would be really handy. Just because I have so much family in Europe, too. I'd love to be able to communicate with them on their level. Yeah. Yeah, language oh. is super cool. I don't know. Like, how, we have so many languages in our world. It's crazy. I didn't even create a language. I don't even know, man. You usually come up with a word that's, for everything. That's a, that's a... And a way to get Well, them. not even everything. Only things that they know. Yeah. You know? And, like... It's very specific locations as well. Like, uh, I forgot the languages, but like the movie Moana, like that language they're singing in, like only like 300 people in the world know how to speak that language. Yeah. So I was like, oh, frick. And then Gaelic is a dying language as well. Even word, and words develop as you go along. Like, I was do. thinking about uh, hashtag. That's like a word that people nowadays. It used to be the pound it sign. It used to be the pound sign. Yeah. Now it's a, now it's, it's a word. It's hashtag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Weird. People growing up be like, what's a pound sign? <laughs> that's pretty much that. Hey, frick. Like, and that's the crazy too. Like I remember um, working with a bunch of the Cree guys up here for firefighting. Their word for helicopter is the same as uh, their word for dragonfly. Yeah. Because it looks so that. similar. And I think that's so neat because, you know, they come up with a word that they don't know yet. And they go, oh, helicopter. We didn't have these when we were here. And they're just like, oh, well, we're going to start calling it that because they look like a dragonfly. As well. <laughs> And they eat bugs. <laughs> really, they do. Like, yeah. how many horse flies end up in the helicopter, right? I can hate those things. Ah, uh, they're pretty awful. Have you been bit one by one yet? Yeah, I think so. A couple yeah. times this summer, definitely. I still haven't. Knock on wood. I got the worst bite from that sand fly yesterday, though. Oh god, their bites are t- they're it was so like, little. It swelled and they up did... like this big. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You yeah. a little shitty sand fly. Oh, they're awful. The worst thing ever. All right. Well, we're well past the <laughs> hour and a half mark. Yeah, we're hour 43. Anthony's yeah. going to be... Anthony will either be very upset or be very happy. <laughs> One of the two. There hasn't been a whole lot of podcasts, so you might be actually excited about this. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we almost could have broken this up in two. That would have been a lot better. Yeah. But, yeah, whatever. Who knows? Maybe we'll record one or two more before we're all done here. But, yeah, yeah. all right. Well, See thanks. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Noah, for joining in the conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Until next time. Mm, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. This is, uh, this is Dan Rather with CNN News. This is uh, Aaron Chalupa with uh, the awkward throat clear saying, I don't know what I say. I don't really have a catch. I don't have a catchphrase yeah, or anything like that. Throat clear. No, no, I don't even do awkward throat clear. I usually just say like, you know, be happy and you know, enjoy your life and be kind, which is you know nice, but at the same time, it can be kind of cheesy. But yeah, enjoy yeah. the rest of your summer. We're starting to get the end. You know, live, live, uh, live the summer to the fullest, guys. <laughs> have, yeah, have that extra beer. You know, if, as long as you can get home safe. You know. Oh. Drink. I'm beers. Oh, you're going to drink some Muskoka when you get back? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're going to go to the pub? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Check out all that eye candy at the oh, bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, apparently there's one uh, one pub at Huntsville, and it's called the pub. And yeah. what is it? Every oh, They only hire the good-looking girls. Yeah, if you're good-looking, you, you, yeah, you, <laughs> you get hired there. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Oh, man. I can't wait. Yeah. Hang out with all your buddies. Just get loaded. Only get a little beetle on your, little beetle on your shoulder. On my shoulder. Yeah, just a little guy. He's all right. Yeah. Looks like a weevil of some sort. Sorry, dude. The lesser of two weevils. I it was a tick. He's dead. Nah, it's not a tick. They have a weird shaped head.
That guy had like a little nose coming out. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> go on. Do you want to have a sign off there, Noah? You want to say anything fancy or inspiring? No, not really. Inspiring? I'm just going to go get some snacks. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm going to continue the man up. Oh, perfect. Jamie's going to have a nap, so we're just finishing up too. All right. All right. Talk to you guys later.